This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rude. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio edition of one nation radio and we are in person yeah man what's up um let you know what happened uh my my laptop crashed so on really on the way to really do the show is me coming in person to do this so i had to pull up on you man um it, it is a not not a joyous occasion uh today because yeah team usa had a bad weekend if anybody knows anything about me, I'm patriotic about a few things. Team USA basketball is one of them. Um, we lost to Nigeria, and we just got done well, a couple hours ago losing to uh, Patty Mills and Australia, the Boomers. Um, this team looks like they're just missing pieces. Obviously, they don't have Middleton, Booker, or Drew Holiday right now. However, they still have five All-NBA players and two other All-Stars and Jeremy Grant hanging around for whatever reason. But um, it's looking mighty 2004-ish. It is looking like an embarrassment. Throw rocks at them, stone them, whatever you want to do. Um, I'm very disappointed in this team. Save the excuses. Save the, oh, it was good for us to lose that first game because, you know, what about now? You know, it's the second game. We lost this one too. Is it is it still good for us to to, to lose this game? So it's like, not gonna, it's, not, it's not gonna lose any games. What? Like, like, like that's that's the logic that like Popovich came to the press conference after the first game it was like kind of in a way. You know, I'm gl- I'm glad this happened. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, like what are you glad about, sir? Uh, well, I, maybe maybe he thinks like the adjustments are try harder. But nah, man, like. These guys kind of try hard. I I don't I, I haven't watched any of these games, so you have to tell me like you told they me are Jeremy, trying to win. You, you have told me that Jeremy Grant is like stunk. He has stunk. He is booty. He is on the team because he's Kevin Durant's homeboy. That's strange. He's Kevin Durant's homeboy, but he signed the clutch. Funny how that works. He oh. may be crudin. So, um, yeah, I'm not happy. I uh, Patty Mills today essentially decided that the game was over when it was winning time. He's just, he basically decided it's like 2000, it's 2014 finals again. 2014 yeah. finals again. 
Then um, actually, you know, to be fair, he kind of does do this like every single time oh, we yes. national play. Yes, like he is like He's the, on that. I, I, James, I have prepared the list of all time Argentinian greats. No, <laughs> the, the all time anti USA team. <laughs> oh, 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 is Carlos Arroyo on this list? He damn sure is on <laughs> okay, this list. Just to make sure. So <laughs> I'm only going back to 2004. I'm not going to go back to like 2000 <laughs> and like 1988 and 72 and all that. Like no no, no Sabonis. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> all right. So, starting at center, uh, representing Spain, Pau Gasol. Okay. <laughs> at power forward, representing Argentina, Luis Scola. Scola. Yep. A man that would come to Olympic competition and drop 35 a game. Yeah, and then come to the Rockets and drop a hot eight. Eight and seven. <laughs> The the new uh, uh, guy that I'm, I'm going to start at small forward here was on Team Nigeria who decided to, sh- to make 23s out of nowhere. Do you know Mike Brown is coaching Nigeria? Uh, I was made aware when you were like furiously uh, messaging <laughs> messaging me about yes, it. Yeah. I, and I couldn't get anybody to respond. No one cares. Like, <laughs> bro, like the finals are going on about, uh, about an exhibition. Like, I, I, I get it, but like, no, nah, man, like. It's a weird time of year. It's a weird time Bro. of year. So Gabe Vincent, um, okay. he, he plays for the Miami Heat, uh, like the rest of them. Bam it, Adebayo looks like he's shaving points right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, he looks bad out here. Mm. Um, mm. Then, of course, um, Manu Ginobili, the most feared uh, you know, player in the history of international basketball that is not an American. Um, then starting at point guard, Patty Mills. What else is there left to say? He finally got his win against us. Um Laura, he, he beat us in 2019 also, but um, the sixth man, Carlos Arroyo. If you've never seen how Puerto Rico I, put I the work on us in 2004. It was all him, too. It was like who, whoever wanted it. Marbury, Iverson. Which one of y'all? It made no I'm sense. I'm giving out all the work. I was still young enough to think that, like, him doing that meant, like, he was bound for, like, this is like his step to superstar him in the NBA. <laughs> These dudes only play like this for their country. It's like, yes. I don't understand. You come here for millions of dollars. No shame. Get your money. Get your pay. You deserve all that. But, like, you don't be doing none of this shit in the league. Yes. Like, you know, people talking about, like, bro, you might beat me. You might beat me in 2K. Play me in, play in me real, for real life. Play me in yes. real life. Bro, these boys be out here 2K in it. It'd be like, like see us in FIBA. See us in FIBA. See, <laughs> see, us, see us with the trapezoid lane, you know? <laughs> When it when it's ten minute quarters, you know, shorter three point line. So the the rest of the bench I've got: Mark Gasol, Senor Abaca, <laughs> Senor Abaca. Oh my God, he didn't really play that much for them neither. Yeah, that he's just on for the jokes. Uh, Andres Nocioni from Argentina. Yeah, um, there's gonna be a lot of Argentine uh, brothers on this list. One that people may not remember, but the point guard for Italy in 2004. Italy did give us a loss. Theo Papa Papa Lucas. Linus Klaza. <laughs> of uh, what, what what country is Linus Klaza from? I, they wear the dark, the green and gold uniforms. They're at Lithuania. He's from Lithuania. See, I thought you were making Lithuania. That's why I didn't want to answer because yep. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shamefully admit that one. I'm going to let that one slide. We're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> we're going to skip the geography lesson for now. Yes. yes. And then uh, my last two filling it out, Rui Fernandez. Ask yes. Dwight, maybe Dwight Howard would would be able to volunteer oh some information God. about Rudy uh, Fernandez Rudy. was so, I, I don't know how I didn't work in the NBA. Like, 
He was so good as a secondary guard, as a third guard on a team, especially on those on those Blazers teams. It just didn't work out the way I thought it would, but he, he always had that 2008 dunk on, on Dwight. It was so bad that we had that Marcus still like, he didn't really dunk on him. Bro, he dunked, he dunked all over that nigga. It was bad. So I had two choices for the final spot. You want to put Ruby on there? I was just about to get to that. Okay, okay. So it was either going to be Ricky Rubio or Joe Inglace. Ooh. So I mean you gotta tell me between uh um I mean Joe Inglis bald today. Today so yeah, you know. So I, okay. I'm in the more recent mode. I'm gonna put Joe Inglis there. Okay, I will. I will. I would be ready to admit to be like, hey man, like or, or Rubio was what seventeen? Yeah, seventeen, like 17 time, 18, gold medal game. Yeah. That's a big moment. He was balling. Yeah. Uh, I, so I would go with him, but like, you, look, you saw, you saw. So go with this. Is your list. So yeah. I'll ride, I'll ride whatever um, you go with. Good God! Like I, I couldn't be more embarrassed uh, for the USA uh, right now. Looking like jokes in front of the whole world. <laughs> Kevin Durant balding rapidly um, out there. Dame. Apparently, Dame time is only in inside the United States, which is funny because we're playing these games in Vegas. So um, I, I, I guess he just sees the other team's jerseys and freezes up. Um, Bradley Beal looking like he's a looter in a riot. Um, in, in, you know, real basketball terms, and he gets out here, he's just hanging out. Uh, as I mentioned, Jeremy Grant stealing stealing spots. Zach- I don't know why Jeremy Grant's even playing, even with, like, uh, no Middleton around. Um, Zach Levine being counted on. Zach like, Levine's on the team? Yes, playing minutes. Um, Boy. Yeah, like this he's is... He's still better than, uh, he's still better than Jeremy Grant. Like, this is a real 2004, we playing guys that don't really need to be playing internationally. Uh, type vibe right here. We have no big men. We have no backup point guard so who's, worth the damn. So besides Bam, who's the other bigs? Draymond. Draymond's been awesome on defense, at least. Mm. They may have to run Durant at center, and you know he doesn't want to play center, especially internationally, because they're going to beat him up. Yeah, uh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Like, Drew Holiday is the only only other point guard other than Dame, and we've been playing select team guys, like, filling gaps and spots. Garland's getting minutes. and Garland's like getting minutes? Wow. Yeah. Well, that sounds... Grim. Yeah, especially like, as, like, you're expecting Drew Holiday coming to be the backup center, like, or backup point guard. Like, Drew Holiday is your backup point guard on Team USA sounds unfathomable. Like, with Russell Westbrook... Steph Curry, Chris Paul, um, then the under, then the underclass of point guards like Booker's coming in. Obviously, Booker will probably play more than Drew will. Um, he's uh, you know all his years in the league as a combo guard before Chris got there, but uh, to the Suns. But yeah, it just it, it just doesn't sound like they have the fire. They have like as far as like start a starting unit makes sense. They have a starting unit cap, or caliber team, but once you start looking at like the depth of previous years, not even close. Like, previous Olympic teams, not even close. Like it's bad if you guys don't know the um the full USA. Like James Harden and Russell Westbrook used to come off the bench 2012. Yes, um, like I I think we have a severe lack of like playmaking and it's a lot of one on one. I don't I don't Jason Tatum hasn't particularly impressed me at any point uh, in his Olympic career or his international career, and this goes back to Paul 2019. George isn't on this team, is he? He's not. Okay. Um, Probably like, look, I ain't doing that shit ever again. <laughs> 2014, jeez. That's yeah. one. All these injuries I've been watching, like, I watched that fucking thing live. Mm-hmm. Like, when he broke his when he broke his, his uh, leg. It's like, this is... Anyway, but yeah, yeah. It, it, back yeah. to Team USA. Yeah, man, it's... 
you know, travel scary, you know, especially when it's like, you know, I just finished a season, the bubble, going playing these games and I have to go through all these procedures and protocols all through out the year. Like I don't want to go through more to, to the play for Team USA. Like this is a year where it's like I can see why so many people said no. I can see why. I, I, like I don't normally begrudge anybody for for not playing anyway, but like I could definitely be like, especially this year when it's like, oh yeah, and then you gotta go to China or sorry, China. You gotta go to Tokyo, and you. And I'm assuming that means everybody has to quarantine for two weeks, like everybody else does when they go to Japan. Knowing what we know about you know all mm-hmm. the transfers from you know people coming in and out of for wrestling and stuff, it's like there's no fair, it's no fun shakes for any of this. It's other than just like pure like there is you know opportunity of you know. Uh, for your stardom or your starter eyes for playing well and getting better or whatever else, like you can stay home and do that shit. <laughs> like remember, remember when um you know Ben we're talking about Devin Booker on them years ago when Devin Booker didn't play on on um I think it's world world championship team Ben yeah. Sim, Bill Simmons was talking about like why didn't Booker do this you know and then fucking was it Jalen Brown was a team that got hurt and then and then Devin Booker came over like I'm just here, I'm just here getting shots up don't mind me. Whatever, it's like, I, I can see why people are like, I'd rather stay home. You know, when I, I imagine um, Team USA getting the beats put on them by this point, because we've followed this the last, like, I would say five years, we knew the international beatings were coming from Joel and B, from Giannis, from Luca. Yeah. I, I never imagined the international beatings Joker. would be coming from, Jokic. from Nigeria. But I mean, I mean, that's a real thing. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. It's like, you look at what the NBA is. We've talked about this over the last, like, three or four years. Like, you look at, like, who are the best basketball players under 24 at the time? And it was like, obviously, Joker, you know, Joker just got here late. But it was like, all right, Luke is going to be a star. That was you know, that was going to be MVP candidate in the future. Embiid, um, Giannis. And we were like, hey, man, like, time from, like, Anthony Davis. That's kind of, you know, Anthony Davis and... I didn't think I didn't think that high of Tatum to think he was MVP level at that point in time. I still don't. I think he's an All NBA guy. Like I didn't think like you know you look at the best players in the NBA, top five, top ten, or whatever else, or in contention for that top ten. And like how many of these people are actually from America? It's like it used to be where it's like you know you have Dirk, you have Hakeem, you have depending on how you feel about whatever you want to classify Patrick Ewing is like you have one or two or Yao in, in mm-hmm. his peak, but now. There's so, like all the MVP, a lot of MVP, a lot of the best players are foreigners, and it's like, um, that's not necessarily a that's not a knock on the, them. Like the league is better, but it's like the best players is not saying like there is also a LeBron level, Kevin Durant level, a Steph Curry level. Yeah, but those guys are elder guards and aren't necessarily should be asked to carry Team USA in that right. way anymore. Like there's normally like there's normally like a wave of Hell, I'll take Olympic Melo. Yeah, like or Dwayne Wade for two thousand eight, right? Like we don't, we don't. I mean, there's no Dwayne Wade two thousand eight on this team. Whereas like this dude's been injured for two years, and his fan and people have forgotten how fucking good he was. And then like you know, like he's coming out here about to just be a human, a human um, torch. And then like he goes in the season next year, and he's like he's he's with scoring title. There is no, there is nothing like that that I see on this team of that level of talent. So. um you know, and that's not someone. Dwayne Wade never won an MVP. Like I think he's basically finished for second, so like our third, second, or third. I can't remember what he finished in 09. So like I, that is what I'm saying. Like I'm kind of, I'm not concerned about the about the American game. It's because we're always going to have the most talent. But it's like, 
if not everybody is committed to this in the way that they were uh, after the embarrassment of 2004, then this is more likely to happen over the years to come. And like, hey, quite frankly, like we're not necessarily it's not a it's not a birthright for us to win gold medals, just cause it's not. No, it never was. Just, we were just always we always had so much talent, and like the national international game wasn't caught up to our game. And now it's like it's the other way around, like schematics and all that kind of stuff for for what they want to do offensively like we gotten that the nba has gotten that from the international game uh as far as innovation offensively i I think they've got to be more conscious on who they're selecting for the roster who they're snubbing um you know kevin love got on the team this year um grandfathered in because he was on 2012 i i don't even hate the kevin love uh edition for the reasons a lot of people hate it for but um I am kind of wondering why um, he was awesome um, for Team USA in 2012, and you would think his game fits the international game. Rebounding, shoot shooting threes, yeah. Yep. So he should definitely be playing over Jeremy Grant unless he's just washed and we don't know it. But because he doesn't, because he hasn't tried since LeBron left. Right. Like he'll quit. Like he's quick. To, like he is. T- like if you were, if if you were to think about a number of incidents where of like someone like basically more or less like <coughs> showing um, almost like a mutiny or or. or Terrible body language, or more or less like quitting on a team in the middle of the season. I don't think Kevin. I don't think anyone's done it more than Kevin Love in the NBA in the last like uh, three years, three four years. He's like the reverse Jimmy Butler. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. More people haven't talked about this. Well, there's nothing to talk about. He's on the, he, like he's stuck there. We know he's stuck there until he ends up on the Nets or the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun times. Get quit and get rewarded. Awesome. You know, that's that's what we love here. You know. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm very concerned about uh, the future of USA basketball. I think they need to get Trey Young in there. They need to make sure DeAndre Ayton is, you know, getting his papers switched oh, over. Don't do this, you know, because you know I guess they're going through some. I believe he's from the Virgin Islands, so they're trying to figure something out with his. Uh, he's Bahamian. Uh, you're you're. I think you're right, actually. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of Duncan. So, uh, yes, they're trying to. See, yeah, you are. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to lock him in, I think, for twenty twenty four, and I would hope they do. So, I mean, at um, the rate that he's playing, Jesus Christ! Like, speaking of Duncan, shit, he might be fucking Tim Duncan in the Like, I've never, I've never seen somebody that when I first watched them, I think I see the tools, and then like I, and then you go away because you don't watch them that much because it's like it's it's the Suns and they're a bad team and they're league pass team, and I'm only watching for Devin Booker at the time, and then like. All of a sudden, like you just you look up and then it's the playoffs, and then like they're consistently giving you double double doubles and in twenty tens and like not getting in foul trouble except for when Scott Foster refs the game. Uh, when Chris Paul's in, on you're on this team, team's Chris Paul, and then like just good hands, can never put in, does all the fundamental stuff, good hands, never brings the ball down, doesn't get in foul trouble while protecting the paint pretty well, can move his feet, can get out to the three-point line, and it's like, this came up out of fucking nowhere, seemingly. Like, he was not even this good, like, five months ago. How is he this, how all of a sudden is he, like, a top 20-level player, like, in the five months, from last, this is, like, the last time you see him, it's crazy. Like, I've never seen his, like, rate of improvement. It's wild, and it's like, you see him play, and it's consistent, and, like, he doesn't miss shots. He has good touch on his on his free throws and all that stuff. You're just like, bro, like I make these jokes about like he's playing like Duncan, but he might actually be fucking Duncan. I'm no worries. Like this person with all these clean habits and like he doesn't make mistakes. Like and 
He's more athletic than Duncan he's was. He's very athletic. Like, he, he closes space and, like, recovers, like, very, like... Right. And like, it's shocking. some new shit. Yeah, and I'm going to say he's, like, the most graceful person in the world, but he's definitely not a klutz either. Yeah. So it's like, what is this going to be? Because he's, what, 24? He's younger than 24. He might be 23 or 22. He's 22, actually. Yeah. So, like, what is it going to be, like, in the next five years? Yeah, he's gonna be interesting, especially like when like they actually like instead of him to be like the perfect role man, he's like they also give some touches in the post, which they did in the last the last game, and he had like eighteen points in like the first half. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fucking final score, eighteen points in the first half of games without trouble. Yeah, I, I think they gotta get Lamelo Ball like in in this program. Like he's perfect for international play, and also this man has international experience up the ass already. <laughs> Why is he not on this team? Um... So, yeah, I, well, I, I, I think I, I think I, I think I know why he might have been in this team. I feel like he's just not in the circles, like you know. I and I think I, I think the same reason why he, I is why I think he's not on the team is really why he's not in these circles. His damn daddy, like no one's put uh, up with that. Levar kind of fell back. Yeah, yeah, to us in the media, but like there, I've heard stuff about the Lakers, bro, and they were like. And I remember Silla was talking about this, and he was like, hey, man, like, this is overhyped. It's not that bad, is it? And, and like, Lakers people were like, this is for LeBron. And he was like, nah, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. Like, so it's like, obviously, he's chilled on that. He's chilled out or whatever else. Um, and who knows what that means as far as, because obviously different organizations handle that stuff differently. But, like, the whole thing with, like, all of that with LeVar, like, can't bring, like, that's poison for, like, the league. Like, them dudes don't, them dudes want to try to, like, move around as well as they can as black, as black men that are 6'8 in the world that are super rich. And, like, all that stuff is bringing it un- unwanted attention. So, that's funny. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, that play, the play will sh- shine itself through over the years and he'll be on the next team. But, like, this year, I can see why he didn't make it. Yeah, he, he should definitely be on there in the future and, yeah, like he'll, also, he'll he'll be able to shoot threes and pass. Yeah, I think also it helped. It also is like you know uh, internationally you got to play some defense. Like I think that part hurts him too. As far even if you like to account to like all right, let's say decisions were made like before the season, decisions were made like after the season has concluded. We see what these people can do. Alonzo getting like, the camp. I just think that I just think that it was a trouble. Like I can't really bring him because one, he's young, and two, he don't play no he don't play like a defense. He's one of the worst defenders in the league. Hmm. I mean, like you know, I think that over the next four years he'll be so good offensively. It was like it's a no brainer. You have to, it doesn't even matter. Like put 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 him in the make him the third guard or fourth guard on the team. Mm-hmm. It won't even matter. But like right now, I don't think he's there to that kind of thing where you're like it's an automatic take. So I, I I can see I can see why he didn't make it. Levar yeah. Ball and Pop. Oh my God! Either that would go really great or really bad. I think Pop would like Levar. Like I said, he would go really great or really bad. <laughs> but yeah. Um... Sun's up 2-1. Uh, Giannis looks like he figured something out. I missed game three, but I kind of heard, you know, about what happened. But Okay. You want me to tell you what, what, what Giannis figured out? I, I, I could have imagined, you know, looking at the box score. And... He, he basically figured out the same thing LeBron did at the end of the 2017 series. He was like, y'all want to play small? I'm bigger and stronger than everybody on the court. Except for, like, one person with Aiden, right? But Aiden had fouled. he'll knock Aiden out the way. He, it, at, at certain points, he can just manhandle him, yeah. 
but it, but it's like yeah, I could. I'm pretty much bringing for everybody, so I'm just going to just like just post everybody up or like, just basically don't, duck don't, in. All don't the time. this feel good when we used to see those those pictures of Giannis coming out where he's lifting them weights with his brothers and his arms are looking huge? <laughs> like it, seeing this shit pay off for him. <laughs> yeah, and like the, I think the real main thing is like the fact that like the people talk about he does have a bag. Like people forget that like he added a he's added a a, a jump hook and like when you have a jump hook. And you are him with a handle. Like, well, once you're somebody like him, the second you get a catch and you can face up, it's pretty kind of game over. Like, because you, because as crafty as he is, and the kind of like, almost like a, uh, almost like a Von Miller or like trying to think of like a sleek pass rusher that can get around the corner and bend. Like he has that when he drives, and that few people do. And he's like, for his size, he doesn't care about ending up on the floor. He just doesn't, which is like a rare thing because. You know, people his size up on the floor, they end up with fucking navicular bone breaks and shit like that and bad hips and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, in case like a, your knee bends back like a flamingo. But um, like he's so special with that, with like the the speed, the power and the and the uh, dexterity to be able to get those angles and bend and lean to be able to get by somebody, still get a shot on the rim because of his length and, and size and explosiveness is like. Once you face up, that's it's kind of cancer Christmas if he gets single covered. And then like once you throw the jump hooks, once he goes goes middle, like good luck. And then like when you know if Aiden's has foul trouble where he's not on the floor, just like all right, like y'all do whatever y'all do. I I just offer offensive rebound and go right over your back and whatever. And the thing is, even with Sarge, he would manhandle Sarge. Yeah, like Sarge is like you know shortening up that rotation. He will. Whatever he gives up on defense, he can also get back on offense because he can space with his three-point shooting and he's kind of, you know, passer, that kind of thing, which is, you know, um, could have used him as a backup center in, in, um, in Philly, but whatever. I'm going to guess Frank the Tank uh, wasn't able to hold it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, Dude, it was a disaster when he came out for game, when he played um, in the game where uh, uh, Tory Craig got hurt, right? Oh, okay. So game two when he played, it was a disaster and then in like the five minutes. But... He, I wouldn't say he doesn't know where he's doing. I, I think his biggest problem, because I don't think that's the case. Like, he knows where to get. I think his problem is that, like, he doesn't realize, he doesn't remember that he's six foot 10 or six foot 11 or crazy. Like, he, he's playing like he's six foot eight or six foot seven. Like, bro, I, I think they were, um, I think it was game one when he got in the game. I had tweeted something out like, yo. Yeah, t- for Sarge. Yeah, for uh, Sarge got down. Yep. Like, they were t- they were talking about him like this man was a charity case. I was like, bro, this This man, is a national player of the year. Contender. This man was a national player of the year, and he has his jersey retired at a major college <laughs> yeah. like yeah. program yeah. like like what and he was a bucket yes like like how did he like just and now you can't score over nobody like how like this was less than five this was five years ago yeah yeah like it's, it's amazing really how fast they lose it. It, it it's like it's so bad to the point where it's like they don't even bother to put him in the middle like okay so when they went really small last game when when um and got his la- got his fourth foul, uh-huh. like because he got four- he got his fourth foul and basically had to sit with like, so he didn't basically complain to the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Uh, by that point, it was blowout city, so it was over. At- but they basically ran the Suns basically to survive it. Uh, ran two one two zone, and they ran two one two zone at one point when Serge got hurt in game one um, for a short amount of time. But like it was working, and then they just got killed on the off. off- they got killed by like Giannis just mauling them on the off- and PJ Tucker mauling them on offensive glass. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of got went back to, uh, and they were scoring because their offense kind of sputtered without Aiden out there. 
Um, but they could have stopped a nosebleed, so it didn't really matter. And then um, I don't know what um, Monty was doing with like with his with benching Booker for the whole fourth quarter. I don't know what he was trying to prove, or whatever else. But like it's quickly over, and it was a wrap after that. Um, but I just think that what the, the the thing with Kaminsky was like they couldn't even put him in the center over the two one two. Damn. It's like, but you're you're the only tall person on the court right now. You're the only tall NBA <laughs> player on the court right now. Like, where else are you supposed to put you? And it's like, all right, man. Like it. Like we talk about this injury. Like, thank, uh, thankfully, uh, uh, Tory Craig didn't have social knee. He's actually mm-hmm. playing, but he's not playing well. He's out there. Um, but like maybe he gets better as this series goes along, gets you know more in his knee. But he ain't gonna handle recovery like Giannis because Giannis is one of one, so he's yeah. a one of one type of freaking nature. So, um, but you know if he could just actually you know be able to be of be of value on the court, then like that will help them because like they're running short on bodies and like they're running short on big bodies. Like it, it seems like A never gets in trouble. Like the the Bucks should win every game. That Giannis, that A never gets in, in foul trouble. But I don't think how many more Scott Foster games are going to be in this series. So we'll see. I, I bet there's a Scott Foster game seven. seven. Oh my god, I thought of that. Because like game three, if you you know stretch it out or whatever. But okay, but here's the thing, right? Like normally, um, you know how they do? They give the assignments based off of like the best refs or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So like lately, he hasn't done like he hasn't done many playoff games. So he's like almost like in that second and third tier of playoff refs. Oh. Okay. So like that might be his only game, or based off what we've seen, this will probably be his only game, unless there's a game seven, and all of a sudden, hey Chris, uh, so, I'm here. Like, because I'm almost sure that he will not be like uh, roughing games uh, four, five, or six, but like game seven is a possibility, and if it happens, I'm gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you, fu- I'll be, I will not be happy because you know, like the league don't care if it's a, if it looks like a conflict of interest or it's a, or it's a or it's a bad look they just put any ref in any bad situation whether it was uh Steve not Steve Jack he was a free ref but whether it was Joey Crawford or at times whatever else like they don't care Bill Kennedy with the Celtics they they do, they do not care Bill Kennedy Bill Kennedy they do not care so that's so funny like if um, this shit if this shit you like bro so Chris Paul is one in one and now either 13 or 12 I think he's one to twelve in career and playoff games that Scott Foster calls. He's lost his last twelve now, and you mean to tell me that in game seven they're gonna bring out Scott Foster? I might hide on the internet. I might not, I might hide away from you because you're gonna be talking shit, and I'm gonna be watching this game on this <laughs> until it's so fucking horrible. Even if they went off, so I still wouldn't even be able to enjoy because like the, the sheer terror of Chris Paul being in game seven for, for to get this title, to sneak this title that like. That I never saw this this happening, you know, whatever else, and like, oh my god, it'd be awful. It'd really be awful. It would be it, really, it would be know, really man. bad. Bro. It, it kind of, it'd be, it'd be a real sad day for me. It it kind of feels like even though the Bucks are down two one, it feels like around the two hundred where like the the sun started in front, like, but by the time they loop back around, like, I don't know if they're gonna be able to hold off the Bucks, like. Especially if Giannis is going to keep, you know, going all time over and over again. I think Giannis doing that is not necessarily like forty and forty and twelve, whatever else, but like thirty five. I guess I can see that as his kind of his baseline for the series, because uh, it's really it's really not much he can do other than um, other than have Aiden guard him and like. I think I think that um, they'll keep Aiden out of foul trouble. We'll see what they do when they whenever they decide to actually use Aiden in the zone or whatever else, but. Because um, I'm sure that's what they, they plan on doing eventually, but this mostly comes down to um, if 
that blowout was like Bucks mass mass desperation. Their season's over if they lose. Mm-hmm. Scott Foster ain't foul trouble. Booker stinks. That's like the recipe, right? Like obviously, I think they were they were going to win that game. Like I would have bet money on it, but like the blowout is like eh, that's too much aberration. Like I've seen too much of them play together, and like outside of two quarters of this series, they have never been able to stop the Suns. Mm-hmm. So like outside of the third and fourth quarter of last game, they have never been able to stop the Suns. So like for the fact that they stopped, it was like all right, well they missed a bunch of three pointers. Booker was awful. We'll see how this goes. I, I'm still sticking to Suns and six based on what I've seen, but um, I just got to see like I just got to see Drew Holiday like make layups before <laughs> I start thinking they're just gonna turn around in that kind of way. I just got to see the man that first. needs to go to the um, the Kyrie Irving school of finishing. <laughs> you got to go somewhere. Maybe you should go to the Giannis Antetokounmpo school of finishing because he's finished <laughs> off. Bro, he's like I think he's doing shit there. He's something like I think he's like twenty twenty five or twenty seven or some shit like that. So far in this series, he's been incredible. Like, um, you know, we've seen it because, you know, Kendrick, our, our homeboy Kendrick, he, he likes to talk, especially during the net series, he's talking about, like, look at Durant, look at Giannis. It looks, obviously, he's getting his numbers, but it looks bad compared to how easy it is for Durant. But, like, Durant's, like, the the, the easiest bucket in the history of the world. Like, compared, <laughs> I don't think it's actually fair compared to, like, an MVP candidate that gets his out in the, more or less get his off the hustle and gruff and strength and all that compared to the easiest shot that's ever lived. So it's like, I get that, but it's like, you're saying this, well, like, they're both balling. It's not like one's playing bad and one's playing great. Like, we're not we're not going to be out here trying to misrepresent, like, Giannis as if he's Ben Simmons. Absolutely not. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, like, you know, I've been kind of like, after this, you know, the severe, as, you know, the playoffs have gone on, continued, and Giannis keep, keep putting up 30 and 13 and shit. I've been saying, I've been pointing out like, bruh, fuck that bag. It doesn't matter. Like, the bag... The, the results. It's, it's, not necessary, it's not about the bag as much as it is about the the production. And the production is off the charts, regardless of whether, whether or not it's pretty or not. Like, he's kicking people's ass. Like, the Shaq shit wasn't pretty. He's kick, He was kicking people's ass. Yeah. So, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed Giannis and, like, the fact that, like, his the way his knee bent back and the fact that he's playing at this level. Boy, like, when playing, I saw that, I was like, He's playing oh. the best basketball of his life. I, my brother told me about it and I didn't want to watch it because um, everyone was saying it was an ACL tear. And then, like, they kept, but I had to see because they kept playing it. They keep playing it during, like, the pre-shows or right wow. before the game starts or these finals games. So, I've, I've seen it a couple times, like, yo, he, I don't know how he didn't pull out nothing. but a bullet. But, Look, man, after that kind of injury, no structural damage. He's playing like it was no structural damage, obviously, and he's playing great. He's playing the best basketball of his life, like, at the time where, like, his team needs it the most. Like, even when they were getting beaten games one and two, like, he was the only one that showed up. He has been, he's been <clears throat> the best player this series, in, like, un, inarguably. Like, he's had one of the greatest, like, funnels runs ever. Yeah. So, um, that's going to wrap up our basketball talk. But, um, yeah, man, um, lots of stuff in wrestling. Uh, I, I wasn't on the show last week, and James did a great job um, keeping you guys up to date on the world of wrestling and all that. Um, yeah, man, uh, I love the Kenny and Jungle Boy match. I, I forgot, like, I wasn't on the show to talk about that. Yep. Also, Sammy and MJF, it was just like seeing two two guys that I've, you know, championed on this show. I, I told people, like, a year ago, MJF was ready. He could step in there and do whatever. He can, he can wrestle. I'm glad you brought up the point when um, he was wrestling, like, the younger guys, the guys that are in his class, like, he'll pull out whatever, 
And I feel like this was a great step forward for Sammy. I would have liked them to get the win, but they've decided that he's not the destination Jericho is. So, um, and I'm fine with that because like you can always do a rematch somewhere, you know, months down the line, and he can get it back from him eventually. Right. Um, Kenny and Jungle Boy, awesome match. Yep, I, I really don't have too much more to say, but <laughs> do you think? Uh, I'm trying to think what was the main event of of Wednesday. What was the main event of uh, Dynamite last week? Uh, Bucks and uh, Kingston and Pentagon. Okay, so yeah, because I have to bring it up. Do you think they're doing too much run-ins interference in their match in their big matches now? Yes. Okay. Uh, unquestionably. Okay. Um, the only thing with the street fight, like, is a street fight, so I mean, it can be crazy, but yeah, it it would be more effective if like they've. I I feel like they have the mentality of. They don't want to hurt anybody. Like, like obviously, like the Bucks and Kenny are going over people a lot. They're going over a lot of the roster. Well, they're the champions. They should. Right. But I feel like they don't want to just beat everybody as clean as possible, and they want to give people outs. Like, that's kind of what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. But I'm like, man, just, just beat them and then give that shit back later. Like, I feel that's like, my I feel like there needs to be, like, a limit to of the protection because it's like you're in, you're ruining my enjoyment of the finish of the match, which is, like, the most important thing in the match is, like, all right, so now someone comes out after they've wrestled for, like, 10, 15 minutes and and now, like, the finish is more or less tainted. Like, I just want to see people, someone get beat, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's the reason why, I, you know, that's the reason why I enjoy so much of AEW at the beginning. And I'm not saying I don't, I don't like it as much now because I'm still getting great matches, but it's like this thing now I started ever since Omega became champion where it's like matches will be, like, the finish will be in doubt or whatever as far as, like, whether or not someone just got beaten, you move on. It's like, I don't think we need to protect Jungle Boy. He's He'll be around number five. You can get that back. It's fine. Um, so like I, you know, I you know, and like, you know, it's kinda of started off it started off with the Moxie thing where it's like, all right, and then it ended with you know, the dud or whatever else was I can't hold that against him, but it's like even things that are out of their control is starting to like be like, uh, it's kinda kinda taints my my enjoyment of what I just watched. Mm-hmm. Um but like, you know, they're Boy, ultimately they- building towards a good place. I just I just like look, the way this is going is like it almost like Hey man, can I just get hang like? And I'm not, you know, I'm not as much into Hangman versus Kenny as everybody else is. But it's like, can we get the Hangman and Kenny? Can I make? Can I just get someone beaten clean without some fuck shit happening, please? Like this is like the match you've been building for for over a year. Can we not like have some 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 dumbass run in, please? Like and then someone gets hit with a one wing angel or someone gets hit with a freaking buckshot uh, after 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 someone got interfered in the match. I just want someone just beaten and that's the end of it. Like I. I think we deserve that. <laughs> I think it's I think it's what the priests deserve, but you know, maybe Tony Khan thinks differently. Yeah, so uh, I I'll go over the the show. Like there was a lot of stuff last week. This is a very good sh- this is a great show. Their first um show back on the road. They've had fans for quite a while and um super hot show. It started crowd. Yeah, it started out and then <clears throat> it's what it started out with us with a Miami strap match. Um, between Cody and uh, QT Marshall, which quickly threw Ice Ward in the crowd. What do you notice the crowd died? Or not died, but like went from 11 to 7. What do you, what do you know? What did you first notice it? So I was watching it and I was just like seeing, I was like, yeah, it's not connecting. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, I don't know what it is. Like, because, you know, I, I don't know if it's a trap match. I didn't know if it was just people didn't believe QT. I don't know. I think it's some of both. Yeah. 
And I was like, huh. And then they beat him and got him out of there, and it was like a quick match. Like, yeah. I thought it was all right, but it wasn't what I was looking for, and I like QT. So, um, I feel like he has to kind of go away, like, now and go to, like, dark elevation for a while or dark and, like, rebuild because, mm. like, Ogogo's on the sideline. Uh, what's his name? How long is he out for? He had some type of surgery, so I don't know. Okay. Um, they, uh, Komarodo, he's vanished ever since the strap match or the, the match with Dustin. The, the, the bull roll match. Yeah. He, he's vanished. Uh, was that two weeks, two episodes ago, or three episodes ago? I think that's like three weeks ago. Wait, that was the main event. That was the main event of the show at right after the pay per view, right? Two, I, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's a while ago. A while ago so, yeah, yeah. Um, but Cody had something else to do. There was a uh, technical difficulty in this match. I like how they set that up. Well, that was on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. So you know, like, at the time. Um, the like the storm had the storm was in Florida whatever else uh, so I I didn't know if it was some type of weird thing I, didn't, I had no idea they they played that Shit up on happens. commentary and also too. like and also you know like we've had like lights go out in, in shows like the, the that one in your house in Carolina uh, mm-hmm. back in the nineties so you know yeah so um what else did they have um they had the segment you brought up Kenny and Hangman I think they're doing a great job making people want this oh um, people people definitely want it it's like like they're doing a thing where they're not saying each other's names hey man still I, think kind of, I think that's kind of goofy but whatever i mean that's the thing that's a carryover from kenny and abuchi that's that's important in here how they talk about each other but um people seem to really want uh hey man to win this shit and it was always my idea that it would be like full gear. It would be like a year or two the other one. Everybody wants all out, it seems like. And the um the all out tickets flew off the shelves, already sold out. Um, I don't know if there were shelves, but uh, <laughs> Heyman is still not talking for himself, but this seems to be a, pro- a promotion of guys that don't talk for themselves. That's where I'm about to get at. Like so, so I don't I mean if people are, are reacting to it as hard as they are, it's like, who am I to say it's not working or, or it, what? It, it is working. My problem, my thing is this, like, he's, can he get on the mic and talk for his fucking self? And look, what was I saying, what, two years around, not two years around, two, basically like 20 months ago with Kenny Omega. Talk, you, if you're a fucking star, talk for yourself. And he didn't as a face, but as a heel, he absolutely started doing that. I just have this weird... I just think this thing is like... The story's there, obviously. Like, they've been building it for, for more than a year. Um, where you are, you shit, like, at this point, a year and a half, whatever. Yeah, basically a year and a half. So, or... what? Basically, let's say a year and a half. So, right? you can argue since the third episode of Dynamite. Yeah, that's why we got a year and a half. So, like, because they started... They did the tag thing with um, Omega and... Um, Omega and Hangman versus Pac and um, Moxley, which is like one of my favorite like tag team matches in AEW because of like they put two people in feuds together and then like all the people acted reacted like perfectly. Um, but I just don't like this idea of he he's in the t- title match and he doesn't talk. Like it's just like what do you do? What, they why ha- do they have the heart to beat him here? They need to beat him if they're going to do this match. Man. I feel like it is going like I think let's do it let's I think this is gonna be the thing that makes uh everyone explode. Because look, if it's me Why should he beat him? 
I have no like other than why she if, you, if you're just right doing, now right if, now why should he beat him if you're just doing shit and you just want hangman to rise up and you know you want to crown someone from the new uh wave or whatever but I'm like hey just like um people have asked about hey when's Kenny dropping the impact title or the triple A title. I'm like, why should Impact be in a rush to get the belt off of Kenny Omega? I wasn't even thinking about the other <laughs> belts he has. I was just thinking like for the company. All right. Um, I mean, what's going wrong what? here? Like, I don't like like we're 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 drawing we're doing all this great business. Like we're like getting we're about to go back on the road here. Like I, it it really feels like they're about to they're about to beat Kenny. Okay, say so beat him. And then what does Hangman do? He has to be the champion then. Like, fight fight fucking uh, Malachi Black. Fight fucking Andrade. I mean, they have tons of heels. No, like, you get my point. is like, okay. Like, yes, Kenny yes, gets a rematch yes, at Arthur is, Ashe. But, but the thing is, the, this, this, this particular match only works on top for Hangman because it's Kenny Omega and Hangman. You can you can do another you can do more of these matches with Kenny Omega and the rest of the people that are still around. Hangman only has this right now working for him. Once you make him the champion as he is right now, unless he makes change and starts talking for himself, he's not going to work with the champion. And let's do this right. Narratively speaking, as a character, whatever else, compare him to. Uh, and I was thinking about this. Compare him to Cody Rhodes going into full year 2019. Compare him to John Moxley going into uh, Revolution 2020. Is he even close? Um, I will say he is because he's getting crazy crowd reactions. Okay, going back to double or nothing. Okay, cool. He has great crowd reaction, but so does Darby. So does Jungle Boy. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm. What I'm, is it? What is it? I'm, I'm, I'm kind I mean of puzzled. Far, I mean, as far as look, the matches in the ring, he has the matches, right? Like, is he like it doesn't? It, but does he have a TV program and a build and a follow through that can equal what? those guys had in the character with being able to, you know, talk for themselves and getting themselves over the crowd. Like Cody Rose had to had people in the palm of his hand and then decided to like make himself, make himself a mid card for life. Right. Which I still think is the dumbest thing they've ever done on a major, like their most disastrous thing. Cause like you can't ever get that back now. Cause you've done that. Right. Unless you do something like you break your fucking rules, which was like, okay, whatever. But midnight rider. <laughs> and then you have Moxie or whatever else and what Moxie did for the whole year that led him into being you know cl- pr- having some of the best television of like from a single character in wrestling in the last few years so and cutting promos and cutting hitting doubles opposite field doubles stand up doubles like every other week on like Mox or Hangman's not gonna do that and then it's like like ideally, what, what are we doing? What ideally, are we doing? Cody would be a good challenger for Hangman, but he can't even challenge. But for he the can't challenge belt. for the belt, right? Yeah. Um. So like, it, it's it's really he's in a bad situation if he becomes champion right here. Like best best case scenario for Hangman for his title reign is he, he goes he, to he, a fucking draw he's going to eventually become champion. Look, you do the sixty minute draw, uh, and then you uh, bring him a little bit closer, and then you do that you. You drag it out like that's that's what I would do. I I think that he I think that he, as far as his journey is very uh, overstated how far he's come and gone from the time he's lost or from the time everybody is champions and he's looking up down the highway at at his old friends to now like not much not that much has actually changed his journey is really like he won a bunch of matches in mid card 
he didn't feud with anybody. He had, and then he caught Brian Cage ca- caught him uh, slipping, and he got that match back. That's really, and then we're, and then he's been drinking, hanging out with losers uh, from Dark Order, and now he, <laughs> and, they, and they do all talking for him, and now he's here. There's not really I, much I there. I think people are going to be very upset with us when they hear this. I don't, I don't care. Um, Am I wrong? Like I, because I, I think people have have, I think they've written the check. Cashed it and forgot to check the the to the account to see if the money was there. I'm not with look, this. Like he his overness is absolutely there. He's yeah. absolutely over to be champion. That's what he want to do. My point is, as as a character and his actual journey to get the title after losing to Jericho in it or whatever else. Like it's not complete. It's not. It is very lacking at since over the since uh basically like since is, he lost the eliminator look, match to to um Kenny. It's very empty. Look, this is not. Kenny Omega going 60 minutes with Okada and then that whole next year him taking the journey back. <laughs> hey Rich, is it Tam Nakano chasing the white belt after losing uh, uh, since we've been watching Stardom? No. Like, I'm not, I don't know you want to do that or whatever else, but I'm saying like, you look at all these people's journeys or whatever else, for all the all the ups and downs and like the, the people they've met and they've fought along the way to get there and it's very fucking lacking. It is absolutely very lacking. And, I, like, I think if, they if went to it too fast. Like, I, I, I think this is too soon. If they if they do a match, it, like my thing is this: you want to do the match, fine, beat him, or he doesn't win. I I, I prefer it if you just beat him, and then you actually have give him the real um the actual real uh what do you call journey. it journey the real journey and the real like fighting fighting through to get back to a spot. Like, but if y'all want to make him champion now, I think it's I think it's ultimately short sighted and it's going to hurt him in the long run. And like compared to where he would be or whatever, I was like, this is like one of those classic like. We have a long chase, and there's money in the chase, whatever else, and then you put the belt on this person before you could have gotten as much as you could out of them, and then, like, oh, wow, it kind of went kaput real quick. Like, I feel like you put the belt on them now, you got to get the belt off them before the end of the year. If I, now, if you I, make, I hope, I hope this is Starcade 97. If you want to <laughs> have real short, like, runs in a, start having, you know. Shorter runs. Like, you know, get through two pay-per-views or whatever <clears> else, and then move on, fine. But... Because the calendar is going to change for them, like starting next year, so they're going to have the four big events in between, and oh, I, like Clash of Champion type deals. Yeah. So, okay. and, and I'd assume you know we're going to see a title change next year on one of those. I, I'm just guessing that, but um, yeah, I think I think Kenny's doing a great job as a champion. Obviously, he's over enough. He has the matches, and and he talks for himself. Like a fucking adult. There, and he has Don Callis in case he doesn't want to talk. So it like, and Don Callis is over. So, I think people should keep their keep their minds open. Don't cash this check without checking to see if the money's there. With this, do you disagree with me saying like if they put a belt on him now, like compared to like later after going going through another loss, like and if he changes some things, I think he needs to change some things to actually make it like okay, he has everything now. And I'm not, and like maybe you don't have to pick a champion that has everything or whatever else, but it's like. I want to put him in this in a position to succeed, and like him just coming out and drinking beer or or Jack, and then like finding somebody like Nah, man, if that's the case, make him a fucking TNT champion. Uh, yeah, uh, and I why can't why can't he lose here and then like beat Miro and then like that's and then he defends the title and he proves he's a worthy champion and then like after that like by the beginning of next year by Revolution or whatever else he takes on uh, Moxie again or not Moxie but uh, Omega again. Why can't that be the thing? They could, they or could beat him, that. or beat him on dynamite or some shit, whatever you want to do, because they beat uh, Moxie on dynamite for uh, for for Kenny. Yeah, um, I I am kind of um, 
I don't know what the word is. Like, to see how easily Darby was, like, shunted to, like, Ethan Page. And they're doing a great feud themselves. Right. Or whatever. But, like, it wasn't... And Darby's hogging for himself. And Darby, you could, like... There's a Darby-Kenny match, I feel like, that we could have gotten maybe in this spot here. And give Page even more to fight through. Or whatever. I Maybe they don't want to have Kenny just go over everybody, but... um, the the decision that was made to just automatically go with Heyman over Darby, I don't know what that was based on. If you look at I, the, the first half of, the, of both of their years. Yeah, because they actually like were showcasing one guy, and the other one was like literally hidden in plain sight. Like They treated him like he was a Rumble winner. Like he was going to yeah. win a Rumble, not be the champion. Like And obviously it's different promotions. Well, I don't want to go, go too deep into the weeds, but you get my point. Like they'll, you know, kind of, or when they were doing good Rumble winners or whatever, they kind of someone like peek underneath and then like, the time where they point to it, like this where we break you through and then we'll, everyone's like, oh yeah, he has been doing really well. Um, I remember when you first pointed out like Sheamus is on deck to win 2012 and I was like, you sure Jericho? And then he won. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then, you know, obviously he, they made a star but it wasn't him. It was Daniel Bryan. But my p- point still stands like he's kind of just been hiding. He's kind of just been hanging out as opposed to like kicking ass. And it's like they didn't have to do it like that. He could have been out here beating the Lucha Bros because you know they love beating the Lucha Bros. <laughs> right? <laughs> um... Like, the really only thing you really have is Cage. Um, and, like, I don't know if it's, like, people appreciate him for more or less, like, becoming the, the pseudo-leader of Dark Order well, after Brody's death. And I'm, I'm sure that plays to a lot of people. Like, they didn't, like, just break up this thing because they couldn't have, figure out a way to hold it together. Um, but at the same time, it's like, does that He's mean... a lot of people's favorite elite guy, too. Like, I, I don't see, know. I can see that. Yeah, so... I can see that. So... Like, I don't... I don't... I, I like him, too. I just always have wondered, like... What's there besides, like, the substance of he is your stereotypical cowboy who was really a school teacher, but he dressed like a cowboy. We call him a cowboy because Jim Ross loves him and he wants to make another John Wayne, like Austin. And he drinks beer like Austin and drink liquor like... This, like, this, like, is, this like, is just... He's, he, he this plays, is Ric Flair versus Magnum TA. Right, like, he plays in all the all the typical stuff. And they're like, I don't begrudge because, like, the talent shows itself in the ring, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm with it, but it's like, as far as a... Uh, Character and I, you know, I'm, I keep banging on character, but it's like in his journey, like it's, 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 we, we, I feel like we are not peaking in that that particular uh, thing where like you go to when he was the champions with uh, with Omega and it's like and he's literally him and he's he's doing fuck shit to the young bucks. It's like I didn't agree with it. I thought for a babyface he was doing he was doing shit that I wouldn't have had my babyface doing, but he kept getting over despite it. So like. Whatever, but that was better than this because he's like he just hanging out and like maybe it comes down to like Kenny's gonna have to Kenny's gonna have to do something to them Dark Order dudes for for like for it to make for it to work out and obviously it's, it seems like it was already coming but like I mean like he needs to hurt one of them in a real way to where it's like uh, you get more of the sympathy on him and obviously he's already white hot but it's like I wish he could wrestle like, silver and just like maul him how far away is he I was thinking <sighs> that too but Man. he seems he's far away I, I don't know it might end up being like Evil Uno or something but please. John Silver, it, get healed so you can catch this one way angel <laughs> like, off the top rope. I feel like he's missing something, but the something is important. And like, if he gets get it, then I'd be like, all right, whatever, do it. But I, I, you know, I just think like at this point, like there's no need to that. And also, like Omega's still a way bigger star than him. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you you said it, not me. Um, I mean, am I lying? 
No. Right. <laughs> like we know we know what the hierarchy is in that company and like I you know, I don't think I thought that, you know, either Darby or Hangman, I, like, you know, beginning of the year I was thinking like maybe it's gonna be Hangman that takes it off Kenny, you know, at the end towards the end of the year. And it's like, oh shit, you're doing it this summer? He's not even ready yet. You even tried to get him ready. Yeah. It, I, so they've got what is it? The first, like, bro, like, imagine if they made second like, week of July, and they've got all out on the first week of September. So, like, they've got this stretch of shows that are, in theory, going to be their maybe some of their hottest crowds, mm-hmm. and maybe they're trying to capitalize on that with just a quick chase. But I think they're they're selling themselves short doing that. That's my. Point. I think they go sixty minutes, and then they do they do it again at Arthur Ashe. Like, I still look in that even maybe too short. I hate the idea of it going to a sixty minute tournament, but I still like that better than the Hangman being a champion right now. I I look there. We we've seen many blueprints. I think people are entirely not going to like say they do the draw or like they just beat Hangman. Right? Yeah. They're they're gonna melt down in a way that's just like. Oh, this is your first time. Like oh, like no no no. The worst part is gonna be like. It's gonna go to sixty million and be like, God damn it! Rich had asked me after they do Tommy in in uh, in Shuri matches. This shit was gonna hit the stakes. So I was like, I don't think so. Maybe it will, but I hope not. Maybe uh, we're probably gonna look back at you right and be like, damn it, Rich was right with this with this fucking bullshit ass thing. And it's gonna work because I want I want I can't wait till they have that rematch too this uh, later this year. <laughs> and like that's everything. Everybody's gonna tune back, tune back to watch that match when they if they do a draw like. Trust me, I know y'all hearing this right now, and you hate the idea, and I hate it too. But it will fucking work if, because those who are going to be in the rain are going to fucking kill it, bro. And, and they're going to have a great, and they're going to go. And if they do it, it's going to go to an end. People will be like, "Fuck, I want it." And it's going to feel like similar to like the Cody and Darby thing, uh, the, that blast draw they had before he mm. finally toppled them. Like a, a sixty-minute draw, I'll be pissed, and it's going to work. It's gonna fucking work. You're, god damn it! Don't do this shit. I just want to get beaten. Just beat somebody. Damn, you used to beat people. Beat me. Let me beat somebody. Damn. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I. I man. I. Look. I just don't. Like, I'm. I'm just keeping a butt. If Kenny can like. Um. I don't want Kenny to catch the heat. For like for a bad book decision, like it's political EVP, it's, 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 it's like bro, like because I would be like, okay, so when do you think Kenny has ever had a, a problem losing to somebody? <laughs> oh, never. Oh, okay. Speaking but, of that, speaking of that, his line when he when he got to uh, uh, bro, uh, when he got to Eagle or uh, Alan Alan Angels, he's like, you can't even last five. Bring me out, fucking out. I was like. Cause, you know, like so much of the, like the what Young Bucks and um, and Kenny are doing with their facial hair, I'm just like, bro, this is awful. But then, like, yeah, this is like the cheapest of heat, and it's like y'all y'all make yourself like like just awful. Y'all make yourself like worse, less attractive. <laughs> like I'm not even like I was. I don't care about their attractiveness, but like y'all make yourself less less appealing to to the general public by doing this. <laughs> and then like and this man said that line, I was like, you know what, whatever, man. Like he's doing them doing whatever shit's ridiculous, but that was awesome. Line because like Lion Sam's got to eat that one forever. Forever. <laughs> Alan Angels retweeted me today um, because oh, yeah. uh, he wrestled Brian Cage on Dark Elevation. How's that? Uh, I didn't see it, but okay. Um, okay. I I 
like had caught a little bit of the clips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I, I, I have to report. I'm sorry to report to you guys that Brian Cage's career has ended uh, because he was caught on video taking <laughs> offense from Allen Angels. <laughs> and Allen Angels retweeted it. He That's retweets funny. like anytime somebody does one of those, mm-hmm. he, he, I've seen him retweet a bunch of those. But um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so elsewhere on the show, um, Andrade debuted. Um, yes. I got to say, man. I didn't like it. I thought the match was kind of weird to begin with. Um, you, you know what it reminds me of? It reminded me of, remember when Samoa Joe debuted on the main roster and he in a pay-per-view and he fought uh, Sami Zayn? Is mm-hmm. like, probably should beat him a little quicker. Yeah. Um, ultimately, he, you know, he more or less waxed him at the end. It was, it was, uh, the, the, it, the, <laughs> there was no, or the, the, um, the, the, who was the better man was not in question mm-hmm. um, by the end of it. But it just seemed like, you know, and, you know, Seidel can do this, but, like, Seidel was, like, the flashier, more impressive wrestler to start out. Um, and then, you know, he, he, put, the, he, put, the, uh, he put it to him. So, like, I, I, I was expecting a better match between those two. Like, if you're going to have that kind of match, you may as well make it go back and forth or whatever else. You know, they, they like, uh, it's obviously they like Seidel. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you may as well have him go back and forth, and then he wins at the end. But, like, doing it that way was kind of like, eh. You're kind of whelming people with uh, Andrade, and it's like, I mean, it's one of the best wrestlers in the world. You ain't got to do that. Like, let them, like, either let him destroy him, and you can see all the spectacular stuff to build towards a match in the future, or he should more or less go back and forth with him. Yeah, the the four weeks of you know him walking out there in his suit and then coming out there in the suit this time he's wrestling in dress pants. I when he just wrestled in the pants, I was like, huh, like, um. And that's just a. I thought he was gonna wrestle in the thing. pants once he came out because it's like he always wore long pants. I thought he was gonna wear the breakaway joints or whatever. Oh, like he's Garza. Yeah, or something. <laughs> um, but or Saichi. Or, or Naito. <laughs> um, oh, I see. You mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Cesaro, like Cesaro. Remember Cesaro was Jason Statham. Remember yep, that? Yep. And then um, yeah, it just like his finish was clunky. Like um, he changed it because Ty Conti has the hammerlock DDT. Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't seen her in ages, um, <laughs> on on you know Wednesday, um, so he he flipped it into like a flatliner type deal. So he's gonna have to get more comfortable. And they, I think, they're just gonna need to throw him in the deep end and say, "Hey, man, let's see it." I, I don't mean, I don't think he's over. Um, he's over with the respect that he has from people that know him. Yeah, like during like, like just, just walking weight. out, yeah. And he is just yeah. like uh, he's just I, another yeah. guy. He's somebody that he's somebody is like he's <clears> similar <throat> to a lot of guys in AEW. Like AEW, like you know, if you were to like go through their their batting average for like debuts and or whatever else from uh, XWE people, like as far as out the, like starting out the game or first appearances, like they're not that great. Like they normally they're really good at like fixing it on the fly and then moving and transitioning. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we might have to see what the transition is if, it does, if this isn't, like, working too um, optimally. Right. Um, so, what else do we have on there? Um, Chris Jericho and MJF, they had a fan run the ring, uh, which led <laughs> to, like, crazy shit on Twitter with Jim Cornette and um, dude claimed he ran in for real wrestling fans and all this shit and it was just dumb uh please don't run in the ring um then <laughs> jericho's gonna have to go through essentially hell before he he faces mjf um not just jericho us 
<laughs> you stupid. <laughs> well, is it four matches or five matches? He's going to have to win is it five? four matches. Bro, four straight weeks of Jericho matches in 2021. Maybe it's not four weeks in a row. You know, they're going to have Rampage. They're going to tape some of them shits. Like, so we'll see. Look. All I'm saying is this. I don't I don't think it's the wisest thing world to have Jericho basically like wrestle every single week for for like a month. Like I I I, I don't really see the point of that. He's rested. Is he? I mean, he hasn't done a match since uh Blood and Guts. What does got to do Excuse with Excuse me, not Blood and Guts. Um uh double or nothing. Stadium Stampede. Yeah. Look. What does what has got to do with him being rested? Uh, he he's he ready to give us a couple in in, in a uh, row. No, bro. That you know? man might look. You said he hasn't wrestled matches, but has that man not been turning up? Oh, I'm, Jericho never stops. All right then. Yeah, you that know. man is burning the candle at both ends. So like, you know, whatever. Like, he'll. His, I'm not saying his match will ever be like some cutie versus Cody bullshit. But like, as far as like, you know, he has a. You've <clears> seen him <throat> wrestle. If you've seen him wrestle over the years, you know what he has. Like, you know what he's going to bring, and, like, that's, like, standard, uh, that's more or less, his matches layouts more or less. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Like the standard. Um, so it's like, okay, he's doing his, he's doing the hits, and that's cool, but it's like he's in, he's going to be in there with like bald and hair and warlow. And whatever, and like that, maybe that, maybe a secret person. Remember how they brought Jeff Cobb in? Oh yeah, like that's he's, right. He's gonna have to do like it's kind of it's kind of cute how they did this. Like uh, the hell that he put Moxley through, like essentially yeah. the the uh, unofficially yeah. like how Moxley had to fight through them all. MJF's gonna do that jerk. I like but I kind of like say this. That. I do not want like that jerk with Sean Spears match. Ooh, yeah, boy. they could pass on that. Yeah, like maybe we that, can. That, maybe, that is that is not that is not marquee. Yeah, maybe we can just have Sammy beat. Spears and put make that part of it like just like you know because Sammy started to he threw the chair off Sean Spears face yes we can finally get him in a feud he can win um, so I'm not I'm not worried about Sean Spears going over um, 
but uh, we got the. Can you fucking imagine? Oh, you you want to hear me come on this show and and lose it? Oh man! Like some people talking about like uh, we're we're talking about um people having storylines and a quest or whatever else and, and how good the promos are. Like how about the quest Sammy, for Sammy Guevara's Sammy, first Sammy wins? Is, <laughs> Sammy is talking for himself now, right now that uh, people appreciate like the the. The, the friendship that and the bond that like all of the circle has you appreciate like how much everyone detests MJF and how much like like and Sammy's at the top of the line and like that's definitely helping Sammy like for him to then be like yeah bro like you got you got all that going for you but at the top of the, at the tippy top of the car we're gonna put Hangman and a page over but you gotta lose Sean Spears I'd be like what <laughs> like I understand there's levels to this, and like I'm not, maybe I'm not on Hangman's level, but like I know damn well that like Sean Spears ain't on Kenny Omega's level. I need to go over. Get the fuck out of here. Remember when they made this show up to them on uh, Impact Tapings? Yes. Like, hey, hey, Tony, I don't think you know, I don't, bro. I don't think I can really that, make it this week, bro. That that only made me like Sammy Guevara more. Like, my fuck, man. no, I'm not losing no matches in between here. Hell no. Oh, Hell no, I'm not, not losing an Impact. I signed with AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Um, like, I want people to listen to me. I'm not saying that he's on Hey Mezzo. I'm saying just based relatively as far as everything that this person like, has going for them. The look, openness, Sammy, you got to think. Ma- I ain't that far off. I got a vlog. Well, even like even obviously, like you say, like, okay, he's not a main eventer. He's a mid-carter, right? right. He's a mid-carter. Sharpers ain't no mid-carter this. <laughs> you want me to lose? But you finna beat like the number two guy in this company at worst. Yeah. But but you want but you want to have Hangman who is in the, the tweener line between main eventer and, and and Mick Carter beat the number one number one number two guy in this promotion. What? That's what you. That's that's what they I'm want, sorry. man. That's that's what the streets want. Like that's what they want bad. Look, like man. they want it real bad, and they deserve it. But they don't. But they deserve it like once. Hey man, gives them gives them that little extra, and then like months Bro, from now, like get that man's real adversity in the chase. Draw. Like, like sixty minutes, sixty man, minutes draw. Let's get it. Hey Tony Khan, don't don't listen to the show. Turn this shit off. Don't 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 <laughs> listen to don't listen to any ideas we have. We don't know what we talking about. We just friends kicking the shit. Don't <laughs> don't 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 take no ideas from us. Don't do it. Don't please don't. So we got Malachi Black debuted. Uh, Arn Anderson was in the ring. So like when I saw Arn in the ring, I was like, "What the fuck is Arn doing here?" And I was like, "Angle alert!" Immediately. <laughs> Angle alert. Yes, I I was like, and then like I was like, "Well, why is like like Cody was earlier like hold on like and then all of a sudden the lights go out and I'm like, oh okay, and then uh, your boy Malachi Black is in the ring and I'm like, oh okay. So earlier in the day. Um, I had watched his vignette that had came out um, that he I, shot for himself. I, I didn't hear about this. I didn't. I didn't. I had no idea this existed. It's better that you didn't. Okay. <laughs> so you know, uh, I, you know, I really like. Uh, aside from like, so. killing two people and it like decapitating them with blood squirting everywhere. Yeah, can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. Can't do that in pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah, he essentially. Like, once, you, once you bring it to murder, yeah, it's like, then it's like, what are you going to do in your matches now? Right. You so, have to kind of. So, so Josiah Williams was in it playing like a doctor. Okay. And then there was another old guy or whatever. And he kind of played it like he was in this insane asylum. And Aleister Black was like, um, what happened 
after Tommy in and it was some type of something in his brain or something went wrong okay. or some shit. And then he still has the, the big eye patch and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then he kills Thanks, the doctors. Wrong. Yeah, he kills the doctors like in like decapitates them, as I said. And I'm like, when I watched it, I was like, so. But in the dialogue they were using was it was hilarious, okay. like but not in a way where it was trying to make you laugh. Oh, it was unintentionally funny. Okay. Yes. So like I was like, hold on, are we supposed to take this at face value, or are we supposed to just laugh in his face? Like, okay. what are we doing here? <laughs> um, I liked what I saw on Dynamite. So you just pretend you just want to pretend that didn't even happen. Never happened. Okay. I right. I All don't right. want to like. Nothing that has to do with that. Like, you, you just can't kill people, bro. In yeah. professional wrestling, yeah. like, you, you just can't it's, do it's it. A, it's a bridge too far for a mind. Because it's like, all right, you got these unsanctioned matches, hardcore matches. Why you know you people make the joke like, why don't you why pull don't out you a gun and, and yeah, and clap somebody? So yeah, I'm with you. Like, I I, I think murder and um and horror <clears> just don't work for professional wrestling in a in a in a wrestling shit. For the most part, sticks more or less sticks to its um, sports ethos of your winners and losers. Winners get rewarded, losers go down the card. Winners go up the card, and uh, wins and losses matter. Like with the ranking system, like obviously the sports entertainment and uh, and pro wrestling in that shit. But like the ethos is like you win, you move up the card, and you get uh, become a contender. Eventually, you get your shot at the champ. Like that's AEW. Um, you know, obviously, you know, lately with the run-ins and stuff, it's feeling a lot less like that, but that's still the ethos of play because you, you win, you move up the card. So, like, let's not have murder involved with this. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, you know, I, I was going to say names. I ain't going to get, it ain't, it's not important to get into names of ex-football players that have murdered people. Let's just move on. Lots of those. Um. <laughs> wow, lots of those. Jesus. So he's going to be feuding with Cody. Obviously, Cody came to save uh, Arn. Uh, Cody thought it was sweet. Took his eye off uh, Malachi Black, and Malachi Black took that as disrespect and, you know, laid him out. So yeah. um, Co- I, Cody's a good choice to feud with him. And, yes. Um, you know, it gives Cody easy, something to do. Easy dub on the way up. Um, yeah, another thing you can also get with that is, like, one thing I did enjoy is watching like the the memes or not the memes but like the, the stills of it. It's like, oh shit, he hit that man with the, he hit arm with the black mask yes. in church shoes. Yeah, church shoes. I'm like, all right, okay. Yo. So we'll see where this goes. Like, obviously, whatever he comes up with, like I'm sure it'll be good with him and Tony Khan and whoever and EVPs. Like, kind of said, he's gonna be more reeled in. That's like so there will be no like spooky. That's thing like necessarily because apparently he, there's gonna be some to element out, of reeling in. Okay, so if he wants to come out, just because because like with his imagination, he comes up with some good stuff. Obviously, you have to reel it in and hone it and focus it right. Um, but like it's aesthetic with the darkness and the in the in the death metal stuff like is there and is and is unique and like like it, they wanted to make him just base. I don't want to say that as bare bones as make him just a kickboxer he is, then they could do that if they wanted to. And like he'd be good either way. He, like he's he's a great wrestler. And right? I think so whatever. And, and, and he can talk for himself. And he's been in uh like he's in way better condition than he was even in NXT. Okay. Like he's like taken to uh like working out like and really getting something going for himself, like uh, I believe he has some type of kickboxing sponsorship. So okay. uh he's you know, got he's got some outside stuff and it was um kind of interesting to hear about how 
he ended up in AEW so fast. Um, oh with, yes, <laughs> with his fucking um, his, his ninety day clause not being a ninety day clause. Yes, um, and it was thirty days, and it was like his contract never got switched over or something. And I'm like, wow, yeah, yeah. He, this yeah, is he, he WCW. Had like the, he had the wave period from NXT, and as he got moved up to the main <laughs> roster, he never it never got moved up to thirty days like it is customary on the main roster, which is like, one, I don't care, like I'm like good, like whatever, like. People shouldn't be have to. These people shouldn't have to be away. Yes, yeah, so there should be, be away for a quarter of the year because like y'all fired them. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Um, like you imagine that work. How would that work in like in, in with cuts in football? Like yeah, we cut you so ninety days. You, know, <laughs> you can't compete. You, you can't make no other training camp or whatever else. Um, can't make waivers. You just you know you got to sit home. Like what? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Malachi Black on the roster uh, is a. He, he's another I always talk about the branches of the trees right mm-hmm. he's another like option or whatever for baby faces to fight now yeah. um you know y'all y'all know what the fuck he is so <laughs> um then we had a tag tag title match the street fight uh the butts came dressed uh in the street wear uh you know uh mocking Eddie Kingston I found that quite hilarious um and they had See, you thought he was like. See, you had mentioned like he's mocking Eddie Kingston. I thought myself when he first watched, I was like, "Why is he? At, why is he out here in these cut in these in these cut off shorts like Billy Kidman?" That's yeah. my first thought. I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Um. And then they had a crazy, wild, wacky street fight, like Where doing hurricanes and the fucking tax and shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> the they, top like, like some of the big stuff they did in that match is like that'd be a cool match if you had like five more minutes to do this. Um. It was kind of weird, like, like you know, I can see Pentagon like putting Matt Jackson uh, with a Canadian story through a table, like that. That's like new. That's like the new thing now. Like that's like when I think it was uh, Roddy Piper was talking about every time he would fight Andre, like Andre would take his shirt off and then put his shirt on him Damn. every single time. It's like that might be the new thing. Like every time there's like a, a some type of special rules match with Matt Jackson. In in Penta Pentagon like flip flip Canadian destroyers that man into or through a table like it might just be a new thing and now we're now we have two of them so like we'll see how this goes in the next five years but <laughs> <laughs> as a running gag like oh oh the Canadian destroyers through the table like, again <laughs> got me again yes um, but yeah like um, the thumbtacks and the I, I just feel if it's a weird thing like. Kingston came to into AEW with that thumbtack spot with uh with Cody where he puts Cody through the thumbtacks and then like within like thirty seconds, <laughs> Cody said, wins and beats him and it was like this spot where like the the thumbtacks in the mouth and it's like that's their old PWG. He be, he be uh, like I don't know if I don't know what it was just a, you know time time cut or situation else but it's like it feels like when he gets thumbtacks like these are not matches that have earned thumbtacks yet. And like they also rush through the spots real quick and get on almost out of the way, like because that was so it was so boom 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 in a way that was like you couldn't really feel you could like they were doing epic stuff, but it but the move the match moved so fast that I couldn't feel like the epicness of it. Did it feel like the all in main event? I thought the all in main event was better. Okay, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I see what you mean. Like yeah. it was like they plan to do so much shit, and it's almost like it felt like their time got cut. And they had to just run through stuff, and you couldn't fully digest all the stuff they're doing. And it's like. 
that's that's a young bucks match, but like they also give you chances to breathe with double downs and stuff. So you'd be mm-hmm. like, you get chanting. This is awesome something like they were just like going through this stuff real quick. And like I don't necessarily think they were like they were fine because it's them. But like this wasn't like they were like throwing their fastball out there. That it was that, that was that B plus game they threw out there. That's yeah. not like. That was that, you know, you've seen that with them a lot, like, lately. It was like, yeah, we go out here and we do our thing, but, like, we're not wrestling our best. We're wrestling we're wrestling to have a very good match that we know that we can just basically do and get it out there. And the crowd loves it because we're super over it, and the people that we're with are also over it, and it works. I think Matt caught a stinger oh, he did? Uh, in this match. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, so there maybe was... That, maybe that was a part of it, too. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, so he... But it was still a good, it was yeah. still a good ass match. Like yeah, I, I, I was, I, it was a blast to watch. But I wouldn't say this is something that I was think, saying is like this is, uh, this is one of their this is a this is a very good match. But like I see, I saw some people like not really love it, and I I, I don't really love it either. Mm. But it was but it was still a damn good match. But um, fun, entertaining, but just like kind of light, just felt light. Yeah, um, yeah. But overall, like I thought it was an awesome show. Like Great the show. reactions, Great like. Show. The, the crowds are back, and I yeah. can't wait till next week when they're in Texas to finally get out of Florida because that was like an amphitheater. They were in down there, too. Um, so, I didn't know that. So once we get in, like, basketball arenas or, like, college arenas or mm-hmm. something, like, it's going to, you know, shit's going to turn yeah. all the way up. So, um, so we... We had a great American Bash uh, this week too. Yes, another great show. Like it was, it was very similar to um, you know when they were going head to head. Except they weren't. Um, yeah, like you know these summer shows with them, like Great American Bash and Fight for the Fallen slash um, uh, what was the other one? Fighter Fest. Like they did last year's. Like they just they get to these July is like a special month for TV for the, for these shows. Apparently, um, yeah. Uh, opening match was. Um, North or not North America, the uh, NXT tag team title match versus MSK versus uh, Thatcher and Ciampa and a lot of the matches like what you expect it's like Flyers versus guys that'll beat the fuck out of you and um, they went back and forth and it was very very fun like I enjoyed the match um, and I th- by the end of it um, it looked like they were setting up the it looked like it at the beginning where like it looked like Ciampa was in for too long and he was going to eventually lose um and it's like okay if he loses I'm watching like okay he's gonna lose he's gonna get pinned and then like is there gonna be a turn here Mm -hmm. when it's like I like them as a team I break them the fuck up you know but he actually gets he actually gets to tag last second and then uh, Thatcher gets fucking he gets fucking uh, small packaged and pinned and it was kind of like a shot where it's like okay MSK won they should have the respective of Thatcher and Ciampa, but this ain't over. And I think like the next time they wrestle, they'll be the champions. I think um, MSK has a serious issue. Um, oh, is the fact that they're not they haven't they're not like old money NXT, and you'll see this up and down this card. Man, um, old money NXT is kicking uh, the, the guys that are trying to add on here's asset for Swerve right now. So I actually listened today to the last show that you did with Imp. And you were talking, this was in April, I believe. Oh, yeah? And it is... What you going to pick on all shit for? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, okay. I, like, it was just a show I was like looking through. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't finish listening to it okay. or whatever. And it's July now. Mm-hmm. So this has been going on for months with MSK. You brought it up, like, them getting booed on that show. Like, I think 
it's too much too soon. Like, cause I caught the promo. I like I dropped in NXT the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, I caught the promo segment they did um, with MSK. And they were clearly behind Thatcher and Ciampa. Yes. Yep. And then the crowd was like looking at them, like they were trying to boo them damn near every time they touched the mic. And Ciampa just ate them up. And then even with Ciampa, the because Ciampa pointed out like yeah you know when even he, with like, the slap. When, he was, when he was the hottest fucking character in pro wrestling at the time he mentioned it, it was like. Yeah, that's not helpful to the guys that you're trying to get over as baby faces. Like you, maybe you should not bring that up. Yep. And then like I saw that, and I was like, man, they're really coming off like little brats here. And when he kissed them, it was like, oh, they completely sunned them. Like he sunned them. And then they brought him into this match, and I think with Triple H, the the mindset behind it was like, all right, you're gonna fight your way. To the respect. crowd's this respect. Was, this was like their, you know what it's like, you talk about this often. This was their pretty boy versus tough guy match. They gave them some hair on their chest. Right. But the match was the opener, and the way and they, they won, did the they, didn't, they didn't actually like, beat them. So it's like, maybe, also, they're, maybe they're saving this for uh, TakeOver. Maybe. I don't know. And also, like, um, I brought this point up in, like, one of the forums I'm in, I think. Pause. I can't even say that because you're not even going to do a SummerSlam TakeOver. They are. Oh, they are? They are. On Friday? Uh, it's like the 21st, I think, I heard. Well, the reason why I asked is because, you know, like, SummerSlam's on a Saturday because it's in Vegas the same night as that Pacquiao fight. I think they're doing it on a Friday. I okay, think. I didn't know. I didn't know. But um, I figured, like, once they do Saturday, they might have moved it. But okay. Hell, they might I, do I, it I, Sunday. I, Shit. I, who knows? I just, know, I just know this. NXT has suffered so much, uh, since the pandemic from them not getting to it, not getting to an arena like a takeover like Portland was. The Portland's the last one. That's February 2020 of, of, of I think it's the 16th. Like, that was the last time they were actually in front of a big crowd. Like, it's cool that they have, uh, since the last takeover, they actually have crowds back or whatever, like a full, full cell slash LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. But it's still not the same as, like, you get, they built towards something over three weeks like they normally do. <laughs> they built towards something and it is in the full arena in the crowd and it's, you know, over 10,000 people and they're losing their minds because these matches are going to uh, five matches over two and a half hours. It's not the same thing. And like, so watching Road, Road Rager and then watching that and it's like, or watching um, Great All American Out. Bass. No, or watching oh. All Out compared to, you know, Great American Bash and watching The Last Takeover. It's like, there's their wrestling is still there in NXT and like, they, and Triple H is still, regardless of how bad the situation or or whatever else. You can always build towards something, a big show over three weeks and it'll still work. But, like, that crowd is still a problem as far as, uh, like, that feel of what NXT used to be when we all were like, this was the best show in American pro wrestling. So, um, they just got to figure a way to get back to that. Or and get also to with, one of those to try to go from there. With MSK, um, there was a story I brought up and there's a, the, oddly, the high-flying tag team good guy baby faces. What, what does that remind you of? The Young Bucks. So, oh, yeah. NPW, I, I never thought of that before. I was going to um, say, this This reminds me of, like, you know, I don't have the exact details, but, like, the rough outline of, like, how the Young Bucks originally got turned on in PWG was, like, the same thing. Mm. Like, they're these high-flying baby faces that really don't have much to them except, like, their act and their moves and... Uh-huh. You know, but they did the respect match with Roger Strong and Brian Danielson and, like... They beat the shit out of Matt Jackson. Like, damn near, like, the way the Bucks described in their book, it was like, this shit wasn't comfortable or whatever. Okay. And thinking that was going to get the crowd on their side. And this was Roderick and Daniel Bryan's idea to do this. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. 
to, mm. to suffice. So basically, so, they were trying to Tommy Dreamer, but it didn't work. Right, and I think that was the the attempt here with them. And then, but if what, it was like, why would you go so short? And why would you like? It has to be something because more they're to bad it. bookers. Be, like, but it has with, to be with the more to it. I think they're eventually going to get to another like the. If this was a good, if this was a good booker, or this was like Triple H, like two years ago, they do this match the same way, and then eventually there's a rematch, and then like there's more to it. But I we'll think, see. And, and, and what, how the Bucks got themselves out of it was obviously turning heel. I, uh, I think MSK needs to turn. They could turn heel rather but I, quick. Uh, <laughs> my question, my thing is just like if they turn heel, who do they have to face? Um, anybody, because anybody will cheer them, uh, uh, be cheered against them at this rate. I don't think they're that hated. I think they're. I think they're. I, feel, I think bro, they're. I tuned in twice and I was like, they fucking hate these guys. I feel almost <laughs> like they're a mild annoyance more. More people like dismiss them as opposed to actually like it's a real like this uh, this like, test. Maybe if they turn hill, that would turn and that would actually fully get there. But I'm still trying to figure out. Like I feel the, like they're fighting against the grain right now, like trying to go the respect route and like, all that stuff. I, it's I just, like, bro, just fucking flip them. Like, I I mean they gotta. If they do that, they got to get their ducks in order and turn some people face from the in the tag team division first. Like they could, they could turn Gargano and and Theory, which is another problem because it's Theory. But um, Legato, because they like Legato anyway. Um, they they got to do some work because like they're they're very thin on the babyface side of that division right now. Yeah. Maybe bring in Mandrews and in uh, Morgan Webster. Who knows? Yeah. That's that's all I want to say about MSK. Okay. Is like I, I, I'm just like. Man, like, it, yeah, I don't know what it is, but they getting booed. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I think, I think depending on the person, if it's an old school like star in NXT, then it's gonna be trouble. Um, but like, I mean, the match still got over, so I mean, whatever. We'll see. We'll see how long it goes. Like, I, I, I think that you're. I think you have a point. The further this goes this way, but. But they have tried, and they have just rejected everything. They have tried to like get them to like it, like they when they team with Kushida, who they respect, team with Bronson, who they respect, like just has look. Worked. And those are win, and, and, look, and, and, those are wind aids, right? That, they, that doing. And, right. But I mean, every every all the booking is win aid, win aid in some one, some way or another. Like it gets you to like make you think it's your idea. Um, but like, and they still and they have kick ass matches every 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 time they get a chance. So it's like. I don't know what specifically like. Is there something that they that they know that we don't know? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. They came from Impact. Maybe they don't like that. <laughs> and well, they're just going over everybody. They, oh, so that's why they that's why they all out here on Cross too. This 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 like in Crossing this start happening until they start putting them in there with like all the fucking NXT Hall of Famers anyway. So um, Cross wasn't that that over, but he wasn't hated. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I. I'm trying to think what the next match was after that. I'm pretty sure the next match after that was number one contendership match. Uh, no, not number one contendership match. Um, let's let's go. Let's just go. Uh, kind of. Let's just get to this rap battle or yeah, that rap battle. The, the, the cipher. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I only watched it one time. I remember just being enthralled by watching all three of them. Watching um, um, Brandy. Watching Top Dollar. Watching Swerve. How how unique all of them were how they all came with different beats all their flows were different and obviously like they're really really rapping and it wasn't like some it, I'm sorry I'm gonna do it again it wasn't a mass caster John Cena shit it was really really rapping like they could actually like really do this and it, it was and to tie it into their characters it tied into wrestling um and it like keep it to where a point to where it's like 
these bars and this flow is respectable to people that listen to rap all around the world and not like and not have to dumb it down or have to flip it to make it more palatable to a white audience. I, I thought it was fucking refreshing. I, I loved it. I think it's one of the greatest like talking statements in the history of professional wrestling. American professional wrestling. I really do. Like I, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah, I um I saw it and I was like I, I don't know if I was talking this word before or right after it. I think it was right after it. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And I was like, you know, I sent him some words of encouragement and, you know, just told him how impressed I was like to uh, see what he was doing. He was doing double time and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is really not easy to do. Hard live. Yeah. Doing it live. Doing it live. And like, there's no, like, there's no, they're not rapping over vocals. And, um, you know, Top Dollar's got all the confidence in the world. Brandy's like, you know, Brianna Brandy's like swaggerific. And, um, my my only thing was like, man, this is like it's so cool, and it's just like I don't believe NXT is going to, or not even NXT WWE is going to actually know how to utilize this. It's like just this dope thing that happened, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like the the end game is just something that's not going to happen. Like I'm, I'm privy to information, so um, like. There should be an album coming out. There should be like some type of like mixtape or EP or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're, they're doing all this this stuff to to allow them to be over like this. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to translate into people hating them. I don't think this is going to unless it's like you know the the other side of this, which is there. Oh, they're two blacks, and now we hate them. Oh yes, um, like there's that. They could lean into that. They could lean into, uh, you know, Swerve having a North American title and be like, hey, why don't you like the USA? And, you know, <laughs> they could do that and get this dream storyline popped off. But um, I, like I said, I, I think this segment was incredibly dope. I think that it did not help them with their wrestling characters, though. I think it just helped them just like, it helped them more outside than actually in the, the wrestling world. Like if if we played this for people in our friend group, they'd be like, "Oh, that's tight." They got anything else we can hear? Nah. Like they got the one song. Like that's it. And then it's like it's just they're not gonna go all the like I don't know if they're gonna go all the way. Like I w- I won't say they're not gonna go all the way with that, right? But what I will say is like they are creating a demand for something and they don't even know it. Maybe, <clears throat> um, I never, I didn't think of this as far as down the line. I was thinking is like they were doing something real dope, and that was more or less the end of it. It was a championship coronation, and like you think of what these championship coronations all are, and like you know, either somebody they celebrate and they move on, and it's just stand, it's standard fair, or someone interrupts and their next challenger, and it's like this was to break the. I'm trope. glad no one interrupted them. <laughs> I mean, the thing for me is like I think it's dope that like they were they did they had their own version of their own championship celebration and it was like this is original and is not tropey at all and doesn't fall there's no balloons falling down there's nobody in the fucking suit, um you know, you know raw rawing the crowd over else like they were like I'm just gonna, we're going to come out here and entertain you and then sit in a different way than what you're used to and I like I thought it was like really refreshing on NXT that's just like. 
rock music in like, <laughs> like screaming rock, rock music over and over and over and it's like you're actually making use of and people criticize like you know people have criticized rightfully so like Triple H and, and, and Booking and Road Dog and Sean and like not being hipped and not in like their old you know fan base is like this is something that like if you put this if this like this is something that should have made a world star and got like traction yeah. I don't know if it did. Like it's something that should have and got like clipped around and sent around, and people were like like oh these are the up. things they're, they're dropping a the ball on. But I don't think, but WWE doesn't know the avenues. I thought this would be something that like just from sheer inertia of like word of mouth it would have traveled. Mm-hmm. But it's NXT on yeah. a Tuesday, the same night as the finals. Yeah, like you know, it, it was up against it was up against something it was up against something that they couldn't overcome even if they were on their bet if it was like optimal. So like I don't know how, how to. I don't know. I just don't know I, what to do with it. I got to check the uh, the YouTube views on it to see. I haven't looked. How, how I haven't looked either. But they sh- they definitely should have been trying to promote this to. They gotta like if they know what the demo is for this. Like they have to attack the demo, and they're doing a good job with with like like WWE's lately is trying to make certain moves. I can see like they're uh, uh, linking up with the Rolling Loud Festival and all of that. I didn't know that. Um, they're gonna do SmackDown uh, in a couple matches there. It's like a split taping, like with they're gonna be in Cleveland. It's gonna suck for for the Cleveland crowd because they're gonna cut to the screen. They're gonna be at <laughs> Rolling Loud, so they're gonna fuck that part up. But like, you know, I just hope people know that, like, just putting the wrestling there isn't like like black people may think this is just goofy too. Like so, <laughs> um, but I rec- I applaud the effort for them like to try to get that but there are just it's just certain things that since the people in the company wouldn't know what to look for like roller star like if you were say you were backstage you'd be like okay how do we make this even bigger mm-hmm. and like you'd be like all right we need to throw like 10 stacks on a world star promotion or some shit like that oh i mean if you're saying like that then like that's just not gonna happen yeah because wwe thinks that like everything they do is is doing you a favor Right, like so, like it's like I think I think they're incredibly dope. I hope that they can get as much out of this as possible. Um, and I, you know, uh, I don't know who. Um, I, I'm looking forward to see whoever Swerve is going to work with next for the North American title and all that. And I think um, this is something very unique, and people should rewatch this and don't think of it so much as like. These wrestlers just do. I mean, you can think of it however you want, but look at what it takes to get up there and do that. To it, it, like, they're not cutting they're wrestling promos. Yeah, like they're like, performing. That's, the, that's like, the reason why I was like so impressed with. Is like they're they have to enunciate this with no backing vocal and like the only people and like because they're they're giving this aesthetic of, or I don't think they're giving this give me the aesthetic. It was a freestyle except for like uh, when Swerve pull up that mic stand and give you like the, they're in the basement, but mm-hmm. like. They were giving you like we have to enunciate this and we gotta hit this and we got we're doing this for a live crowd and we gotta we gotta you know we have you know we got we in the timing from the audio to the in space I don't even know if they have earpieces in like they just gotta knock all this stuff out and that's a high bar for live fucking television and, and also, they cleared it and, and they're in front of that crowd who ain't really giving them much right so and I think that's why they shot so tight because they didn't know people were like they were sitting there like. What uh, am I seeing? They don't even know what they don't even know what they're saying, or they don't even know they don't even comprehend all this all the incredible stuff that just happened in front of them. Like it was really I don't want to say disheartening, but it was like it was like 
I roll, I, I, I sighed and rolled my eyes when like I listened to Brian and Vinny, uh this week and they went over, um, over the, over that and they were in like Alvaro was just like, eh, it was fine. I was like, Dave loved it. I haven't heard Observer, oh, but like okay. for, for, for but but like Vinny was like this was great and, and but he said it was great but he didn't go as far as we just did. I mean, he said it was great, but that's fine. But like Alvarez just be like it was fine and shrugged. I was like, yo, I'm sorry, man. Like I, <laughs> I, I've seen you get fucking excited for for gender fucking throwing chops. Like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I I need more. I need more. Like is this is like one of the best things I've seen all year. Yeah. Um. I that that made look. Unfortunately, that may end up being the story of Hit Row. Like, and I hate to write their their legacy before they've even had a chance to. But like, I hope people realize what they're watching. Yeah. Because I don't know if they they do. Because this is an original act that is like. This shit don't come around all the time. This is not the Nation of Domination. This is not um, <laughs> John day. Cena. This is not anybody that does the little random rap gimmick. This is people that actually do music that a that like have Our albums out. Be in the ring and do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, ha- yeah, yeah. Like nah, man. Like this, and you're going to see people try to um, imitate this. And I'm not talking about like the Max Caster thing. Max Caster, I feel like, is doing his own thing aside from this. I think there are going to be people behind, trying to come behind like, hey, we need to build a record label like Hit Row did. And it, <laughs> like, this is going to be very influential. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know where we are in the order, but the next match after that uh, from um, the opener was the million dollar rematch, million dollar title rematch between LA Knight and uh, Cameron Grimes. And this... Remember when we were talking about, like, L.A. Knight, for whatever else, like, in his role in a match with Cameron Grimes or whatever else, in a singles match, he can get the job done. Mm -hmm. But they put him in a ladder match, so why the fuck did they do that? Bro, this match was, like, I gave that ladder match three and a half, right? And that's, like, basically the standard fair average ladder match, because I thought I liked the build to it. I think I I liked it more than you did. I'm pretty sure I liked it more than you did. This fucking match was so goddamn good. It, like this is easily the best Eli Drake match I've ever seen, um, and it gives me more hope that he can be basically like a Bobby Roode type um, in mm. NXT, as opposed to like a guy that's having mid matches or whatever else, and he's uh, pushed EC3. because he has a. I was thinking actually Bobby Roode. Oh, okay. I was legit, like that's how good his match. No, was I was like, gonna say like uh, EC three in that in that phylum. Bobby yeah. Roode or EC three. Okay, I get yeah. you. Yeah, I get you. Get you. Yeah, so it's like. That match was so well worked um, and built. And like Cameron Grimes, we should have known this because he's always been a great in all positions. They put him in as a as a as a um, mid car heel, as a geek heel. Um, this babyface turn that they've done with with using um, the the relationship with DiBiase, like he's super over. He has great fire, a great comeback, and like it just works. And it's like. I see why they're doing this, and like eventually, when he ta- when he beats him, like he's going to be a, a, a player in the mid card, and he might be someone that like him and Swerve, like him and Swerve get it on in like six months or three three months or whatever else I'm like. That's gonna be a blast because mm-hmm. um, you know even when they were able to roles reverse when like one was a heel, one was a babyface, and like back in 2019 they were killing it. Mm-hmm. So like now that like they're they're actually have these they have, they finally have the character work and all that stuff, and people are behind them and they're super old and they're over like. I can't wait, but um, 
I thought it was really, I thought it was a kick-ass match. The layout was incredible. Um, and they did shit that I did not know Eli Drake can even do. Uh, and <laughs> like he was actually he was making like concessions to, in the in the wrestling order that like this wasn't a Eli Drake match. This wasn't some '90s. Um, this is not some match you would have seen on on '90s Raw. This was a Cameron Grimes match. Mm-hmm. This is a Cameron Grimes Bayface match that I had never seen before, and like it was it was a blast. Like this is one of the gigantic success of uh, of like in ring success of NXT this year. Yeah, man. Um... Uh, but the, the the ending is, um, and I thought I, I enjoyed the ending. Like you're building towards Grimes getting this back on for DiBiase on. LA Knight, so LA Knight has to win, so they. So they, he's they, a slave they, now. He's a, yeah, slave. Yeah, so the, 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 match, the match goes by. So uh, LA Knight hits a big move. Grimes kicks out that would have finished most matches. He's shocked. He goes and grabs the million dollar belt. Um, the ref stops him. The belt falls after the tussle ends up basically on, on the floor, like deep, like close to the apron, so like the ref can't see from just behind the sight, can't see the, the belt. So then. Grimes is up outside after Matt Mountain come back and uh Ellen Knight hits up hitting a DDT on the on the uh title on the floor, throws him into the ring, and then um I think he's a hit he's a hit his move and then pinning him. So it's like, okay, when he gets back on this dude, when once the Beyonce comes back and they start torturing that dude on the way back, like Grimes Grimes they, they Grimes gotta, time is ready, bro. They, I, I can't believe that we're here that fast, but Grimes is there. They they've got to call in Virgil. Um, can they call in Virgil? I mean, why not? Virgil come for the check. So. Well, you know what I mean. Like yeah, he might be on he, that. He, he, he might be on that. He might be on that no list where they were like, yeah, nah, he was on he, he did on EDAW. Fuck him. Like we, you know, Look, so who knows? If this is a world where they could untuck their dicks, like New Jack would say, <laughs> um, they would basically call him and put him in a vignette, and then you have L.A. Knight, uh, him work for LA, you know, they pull up in the mm-hmm. vignette and be like, so Cameron, this is your first day. We're going to have Virgil show you your duties. Oh you know? <laughs> did you see, did you ever see LA Knight turn on DiBiase? Yes. Took, okay. Oh, yeah, you did see it. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was well done. It was like, well done. You know. I hate his guts. <laughs> I hate his guts. Uh, Look, Andy's still coming out to that terrible theme song. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. I don't, you know, he does that thing. That's how he says, yeah. He's like, yeah. Look here, and sell. Like, so, um. Next match after that, the uh, women's tag team title match. Um, you have um, the champions. Uh, oh, uh, I almost blanked on the names of the champions. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting. They didn't change the more. Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And this match was just there. Uh, they did a lot of stuff. Hell. It was. I mean, it was I before mean, Io Shirai match. It was there. It was. It was. It was there. Um, this is one of her weaker matches that had any kind of feature length. Um, it's just Indy is Indy is far behind the other three, and it stuck out like a sore thumb. But you know, um, it just ultimately uh, <laughs> they have the match or the Hills have the match seemingly won, um, and then. They've been over the last like I think it's either three or four episodes. They've been teasing a comeback vignette with somebody where there's a battery charger and like they're being charged up and it goes from starts at zero ends up at one. The comeback is it starts at ten goes to one or whatever else. And all, and all of a sudden like in the middle of the match, and the heels have that seemingly one. Candice has the match seemingly one. His hundred. Tegan comes out. People I, apparently people forgot that like 
there were there was literally they were literally going into Tegan versus Candace before Tegan blew out her knee again. Yeah, like it remembered like she was trying to get uh they were bringing this was like at the beginning of the, the of the Gargano the Way family thing when they were like trying to get Tegan on her side after Candace had turned heel and they were like, "Well, you know, you've been my, you know, you've been my 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 big homie helped me out when I first got here and I'm following you and then eventually we should longer is like Nah, you too far gone. We gonna have to, we gonna have to do this, and then she tore ACL. I, I remembered it because I, because I watched it next year, fucking week. Yeah, bro. But like, it just no memory. Of yeah, that. I mean, bro, they 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 put a picture of her and it said she was dressed like Craig on Friday. I saw that, bitch. I was hollering. <laughs> it, it's funny because like that's the third time, I've ever, the second time I've ever heard anyone ever mention like that person looks like uh like like Craig on Friday. The other time was when um. Actually, when Craig, it was Debo. It was uh, Adrian Peterson at the at the Sugar Bowl when uh, Oklahoma, Trevor and I had beat Oklahoma. Uh-huh. That man was dressed, <laughs> dressed in that flannel. It was like, look how sweaty man. That man was like Debo. But um, yeah, uh, comes out distraction. Zoe, uh, Zoe Sark comes out and and uh, hits her or actually, whoops, t- uh, Candace ass. Ends up basically uh, getting Indy in, and then Indy's hitting her freaking move, which is like. A go to sleep with a flip involved. Yes, I, I love up. her finish. Like she did that, and she did that in, in like their match for number one contendership, that three way match last week. That was a blast to watch. But I would say go back and watch that match. Mm-hmm. That match kicked the shit out of this match. But um, either way, Eo like lost the belt at WrestleMania. Got the belt back. Went away, and like two matches later, she tag champion. Look, why did Copy and Julia work? <laughs> <laughs> why did Copy and Julia work? At least when Julia lost, at least she, at so, least she, so EO wasn't gonna start from the bottom. No, neither did Julia. <laughs> she fucking made a fit in that show. <laughs> but yeah, it's like. And then Tegan Knox was called up with shots and Blackheart. Yeah, so like that got blown up. Yeah, and that's the thing with NXT, regardless of how good it is, or whatever point in time, like ultimately it's developmental. So like. If it gets blown up, it gets blown up because it's developmental. It's supposed to, that's what it's supposed to it's supposed to feed the master. Man. Now when they screw up Tegan Knox or whatever else, oh, that's on them. Oh, I, look, God bless her. Like I don't yeah. like her her, her knee, knees on bar all time. Anyway, oh she she least, out here like Brandon Roy. At least she's on SmackDown and not on Raw. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, you can fuck around getting that Rhea Char- Charlotte orbit. My I God, I wasn't even talking about that. Oh, the the Eva and and um. Fucking, I wasn't even talking about that. Alexa Bliss. I wasn't even talking about that. Oh man, I'm talking. Never mind. If I, you'll get it eventually. Yeah, I I I don't know the roster. Um, but um, yeah, man. But, oh, you got her tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, them, them women's tag team titles getting passed around like a blunt, bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> yep. They. I mean. They've done it too much. If they had done like if they should have, if it had been two champions in um two months in four months, fine. It'd been even three champions in um in four months, fine. But four and four is like, all right, like y'all are clearly using these <clears throat> just to get women on the, on the card. And I don't blame you because like the stories are fine, um, but it's just like there was no need to make Raquel in um Dakota the champions if you were gonna make Raquel the cha- the the actual singles champion like right like two months later. There was no need for that. Um then we had, like, like, everybody already knew she was on the way up. <clears throat> cause she cause that's why you have Dakota eating all her pins for her. 
And what, we had a main event. Uh, uh, not a main event. We got another. We got a storyline. Uh, we got a segment. Um, Regal and Samoa Joe bring down Cross and Gargano oh, and yeah, yeah, to set yeah, up their title this. match for next week. Um, Gargano basically fucking eviscerates <laughs> uh, Cross. Cross basically does the simple. You're a little man. Uh, the, what do you think is gonna happen when we wrestle? Which is like. We're gonna have a fake fight. That's what's gonna happen, guy. Like, so you're wearing your wife's jeans. Yeah, she says he's wearing wife's jeans. Gargano's like, bud, I've been in your head for weeks. You suck. <laughs> and the crowd's like, you suck. You suck. You suck. And then he's like, look, man, like, why would Triple H do this to him, bro? Because he's a Roman Reigns. Like, he's the heel. And every and he he's he's the person they're positioned to be the star. The person they're pushing is him. Like how your story is like there is no person that's gonna come and topple him. Like he's the guy. And so they're making him the heel so they can just put him in the main event versus whatever NXT Hall of Famer that's still around that he's gonna fight and that person is there to carry him to great matches. Um, and it's fine, whatever. Like it's already been successful, relatively speaking, between Finn Balor and the, that five-way match. So whatever. Uh, like the matches are getting done in the ring, so whatever. But um, so after after he leaves out the ring or Gargano leaves out the ring, I follow this. He goes, "Hey man, oh yeah." So they also announced that next week it'll be Gargano and, Cro- and Cross for the NXT title, and Samoa Joe will be the special guest ref, um, and and he will not act unless he's obviously been. Um, Provoked. He has a so, shirt that says "Provoke me." <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, so <laughs> I won't. Provo- that's that's a funny shirt for him. He's like, "Who the fuck won't provoke Samoa Joe? Uh, he'll kill you." So uh, as Gargano gets out of the ring, he said, "Funny you mentioned my wife. You couldn't lace her boots." <laughs> I was like, "God damn, they on his head. They on his head." So uh, yeah. Did like, you notice Scarlet was not with him? I did notice that. Um, you know I've noticed that because like I think he does better or without her involved I think she is like pulling focus from whatever he's trying to do at the time which is being like making weird faces and like just kind of being just a side just a side orbit she doesn't really like she's a valet but she doesn't even really get to talk she's just there yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway uh, the main event match Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole a fucking banger. I gave this match four and a half stars. I enjoyed every second of this match. Um, this was a this was a takeover match, and it had it in front of Full Sail. Um, the and it was it was funny. It was actually it was forty sixty Cole, but it wasn't like anything like the MSK shit. Um, I, I thought it was really I thought it was a cool story they told. Went to the match with Cole with a bad knee during the match. Cole hurts o, uh, O'Reilly's knee. And they did big moves and kicks, kickouts, and uh, by the end of it, uh, Cole ends up hitting a a Panama Sunrise on the floor, gets him in the ring, and hits a couple other things, and then uh, I think his last shot after that, and he ends up getting the win. Um, it was a back and forth match. Anybody could have won. Uh, Cole ended up winning this match, um, and Cole, given that he was talking shit with Cross, Cross, and whatever else, like, I'm assuming that's where they're headed for uh takeover. Um, and that's a really big match. Um, and then you can go from there and figure out, you can still figure out, like, giving him giving him some adversity to overcome to eventually, um, eventually become possibly the champion. O'Reilly gets set up and he on the road, he's on the road back. Fine by me. 
I like the spacing of where they where they sent him. That position towards the end of the year for potentially uh, being the potentially winning the belt or whatever else. If they ever do that, I don't know. Yeah, I like, was gonna, I was gonna say they're gonna have to they're gonna like punt that shit to like look. If he's War not, games he or something. Look, I I really enjoy what they do with him. He always has kick ass matches. Um, if they don't make him a champion, they don't have to make him a champion. But either way, that match position to where like he's gonna be he's going to be at the top, like second or third from the top on the, whatever they figure out. Like if they do a Roddy match, if they do him and Dunn, or they, I think they do him and Dunn too much, like him or him and Gargano, for example. Like it will be there and like fine. Because Cole right now, Cole's still the biggest star in NXT. So, may as well do that. May as well do him across. On, yeah. a, on singles. May as well. Have they run it as a single? No. Okay. Man. Um. He almost stole, he almost got the single um, when he talked shit to him like a month ago. And before the, before. Uh, the five uh, Before the five way. Yeah. Gotcha. He tried to scam his way to get in there, even though he lost his camera. <laughs> He's fucking lost the main event of, of that la- of that takeover to, to O'Reilly. Man, I guess there's only um, one thing left to do, James. What's that? I gotta hit the music! Yeah, man. So uh, on, I think it was Tuesday, a couple days after their, their pay-per-view, they had a Horgan Hall show. And it was actually a pretty decent card. Uh, the opener, I'm not even going to get to the, the opener. The opener was a uh, was a comedy match. But um, the match we focused on at the beginning, the second match was Momo versus Micah. Um, pre-match promo, Micah um, says that she wants to recruit Momo into Donald Del Mondo. Now, right now, Donald Del Mondo, uh, Nasupoy and Hameka are both out with injuries. They will both participate in the Grand Prix at the end of the month, but uh, they've been they've been going um, for about a for about a month now. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, Donald Del Mondo trying to add 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 on, you know, trying to help carry this weight that you know the the original three of Donald Del Mondo have been carrying, and you know who better than Momo? Momo, like I, I think I tell you this, like you know. People talk about her positioning, but like she's, I think she, I think she still has more. Yeah, Momo like still has like as many good matches as anybody in stardom. Like I think I looked at my list and it's like she was still like number one. I think as far as uh, most good matches, uh, and you get another very good match in this one. Like uh, Momo, her pre-match promo was like, "I'm going to show you where my true like allegiance like lie in the ring," and then like they proceeded to uh, have a standard like grand pre-match where like Momo. It was like 2019 where she just on top and she felt like, it, you know, when she was a champion, she was on top talking shit and you got to fight. You got to fight her back. Um, and it's, you know, she been she hasn't really been wrestling that kind of style in a while where it's just like more of been back and forth as opposed to like she's on top and she's just like disrespect kicking you while she's standing over the top of you mm-hmm. and forming you while you're trying to fight to fight back to your feet. And it was really fun between those two. She ended up uh, working over Micah's arm um, in the match and Micah, you know, you know, power wrestler, uh, judo girl, and she, you know, they end up her fighting through, and she, you know, she's a really good seller, so 
it just worked and they end up you know by the time she with that bad arm you get that top or that second rope uh superplex like it was gone uh what do you think happened rich what do you think was the finish a draw. A 15-minute draw. You are correct, sir. I saw something on Twitter. <laughs> James, are you aware that Stardom has done 29 draws this year? That's it? Apparently, that's that's the stat. If you Okay, so 29 draws, which would mean that, like, that sounds low considering I feel like I see a draw on every single show. I think they've done more than 25 shows already. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying that's it. Like, if you had told me 35, I mean, like, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Is, like, bro, there was one show... Ooh, I want to say it was like before the April pay-per-view where like they did back-to-back draws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I saw um, someone write, find someone that loves you as much as Stardom loves booking draws. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. So um, next match uh, on the show, um, you end up getting, if it'll load for me, I can see you end up getting uh, Shuri. I've been waiting to use this, you know, <laughs> after, after one of those draws. <laughs> you should definitely use that after that fucking Utami and Shuri match. My <laughs> God. Oh, you bastard. You know you got me. God damn it. Um, Shuri versus... Shuri and uh, Julia versus Roka and, and Konami. Um, obviously, this match got rejiggered. It's supposed to be Konami and, and um, Nasako. Uh, then they're probably going to be in the next containers for the tag titles, but Nasco tore ACL. Um, so, th- so that stinks. Basically, this match. So, um, you probably don't know this, but Julia in this year has had like these mini feuds and matches with like sent like focused on like people that she's just bullying because she's better than, and they fight back and it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, her was Starlight Kid, notably because they had a valentine's day weekend match that was one of the best matches starting this year i in that match is damn near four and a half and um her versus roca the 16 year old mm-hmm. sloth footed girl and like so they, they she has figured out a way to make these matches enjoyable even in spite of the fact that like this is the biggest person the person they push the hardest in the company versus like Potentially, potentially, like the worst, the worst wrestler with experience in the company. So, like, they made that work. But then, you obviously, with that focus on the other end, you have Shuri and Konami, and you know what they're doing. They find they're trying to tear each other's arm out their sockets, mm-hmm. and what you saw at uh, the Budokan Hall show. And so that match was that match was very fun. At the end, Julian ends up getting the best of um, the sixteen-year-old, and we move on. But it was a fun match while it lasted. I, I didn't. It's like a four. It's like a three and a quarter type deal, but it was fun. Um, so main event, the, the 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 only three people that are active as stars right now: Mayu Iwatani, uh, Kaguma, and uh, Hannon versus Starlight Kid and uh, Black and Kid. Rina. No, 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 it's not Black Kid. It, it's Sakushima. Black Kid was when she played heel at the Halloween show in 2019. That I was telling you about like, when I said, like, she actually, I've actually seen her play heel once before. She's actually good at it. But, um, yeah, she, she's still Starlight Kid for now, anyway. Who knows what they cha- if they change her name or whatever else. But she's Starlight Kid. And um, have you seen her, her, her new gear? Yes. What'd you think? All right. You know, yeah. like you know, I, I prefer the traditional. All the star colors like, and yeah, and being the, the traditional baby. star. Yes, kind of like yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta have some issues. It's like, oh yeah, the best baby face in the fucking world, and you and you turn her heel. Okay, like I, I I get it. Look, it's kind of funny seeing like her and Azumi interact. Oh, they had they had a match um, leading up to the pay per view 
that they end up um, doing interference to get out of. Yeah. Uh, with DQ, DQ, um, and it was like it was weird because it's like, be like y'all always loved her, huh? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they mission like that because actually, no, were, I'm were, making this okay, up myself. Okay, you, yeah, you do. Okay, you're making, you're, you're projecting, but because they even have uh, promos, but like it was interesting because like normally this is a back and forth, but it's like you can see the Starlight Kid doing more, or, or actually, it's kind of like it was just weird because like they were heading towards the direct progression of what they were gonna make her as, and they're trying to they were like progression towards being from like neutral to evil at that point in time. So like, but whatever. Uh, back to this match. This whole entire match is building towards when are we going to get Mayu in the ring with evil Starlight Kid who's fully realized is evil now and is cheating and is with the, the Oedotai shits. Um, and like at the beginning of it, they had Hannon in there, 16 year old, just in there getting beat on forever. And then they finally got to it. But Kid's in there for most of the match and Kid as this heel, like she has this figured out as far as what she wants, what what's her plan of action as a heel. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not much changing, but she's more aggressive, um, and she'll do stuff like she'll do uh, do this deal where she'll have you over the um, on the hanging over the middle rope from the inside out, and she'll basically like uh, I think you've seen her ever hit the, the, the DDT on the apron. She'll grab your hair and basically like hang off the apron, like <laughs> like she like the viciousness is there. Like and she, and, um, she also you know over the. This year she has worked in like a tequila sunrise as a, as a submission, um, and she she incorporates that and works a leg or whatever else. Like so, you know she's a she's a fucking great wrestler. So she figured figured this all out. But they get to Mayu and, and Starlight Kid, and boy boy like just forms a fly in and they beat each other's ass and just like you know like we'll see how this goes in the future if they ever have a singles match I, I don't know if they're in the same bracket or same block this year I don't remember but like her as a heel just work or whatever else maybe they don't need to like just end this shit quickly but basically get out of it with run in DQ and um Mayu I'm sorry and Konami gets on the mic because no Natsuko and she says you know what you still want you still want kid back I got something for you. Yeah, I'll give you another match. You, you keep one. You say you're gonna win her back. Remember, they're gonna win back a slave. Yes. Like slave. It says, "All right, I give you a match. It will be five members of Oedo Tai and a gauntlet match versus Mayu Watani. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Starlight Kid will not participate. Will not be one of the five. So, uh, from Nurkrayley. That's uh, Konami, Saki, uh, Rina, Roka, and oh, uh, Fuga can death. Look, Jer- Jericho and Mayu out here getting fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, but it, but it's a gauntlet match. So, and, yeah. but the thing is, it's a gauntlet match. But the rule, but it's all over the top rope. No one's getting pinned. Yeah. So Mayu's like, just wait, hold on. I agree. Just wait and hold on, and it's in a it's in a week or two. So just yeah. wait and hold on. I'm, I'm I'm going to get you back to stars. Like like Starlight Kid belongs to stars, and stars need Starlight Kid. And Starlight Kid ain't saying nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just thinking like she bought on that on the last thing, the last one. Starlight Kid gonna get up mm, on the ring and yank her ass, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be fucking like, God damn it, I hate you, Rossi. <laughs> you bastard! Like you have the best baby in the world, and she's this fucking gigantic draw. And you know, put her in, in oil and tie to be with the shits. 
Whatever, man. Whatever. I already know how it's gonna go. It's, uh, it's always is a heartbreaker for why you a tiny idiot. All her friends leave her. Always. Fuck. Man. So, um, the main event uh, was a, a trios uh, title match. It was uh, Cosmic Angels versus Utami, uh, uh, Talsai, and Azumi. And um, very, very good match. I wouldn't call it great, but it was very good match. I think I, I think I gave it like three and three quarters. Um, match with 22 minutes. Um, most Tams do most of the heavy lifting in it. Um, and for the last, like the last, like third in the matches, Azumi and Tam and people running in tag team combinations. Um, and ultimately they end up, they're people basically like, I think they do a good job with there's interference. People run in break up pins. And then eventually at some point in these trios matches or tag matches, there's a double move or a triple move on to clear out or, or dive on the floor that clears out the other people that are on the, that will be on the apron from being able to break up the tag. And then there's a run of big moves or a finish and it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. They did a good job of teasing like this is when the match ends. Nope. Save. This is when the match ends. Nope. Save. Two people come in and, you know, interfere with the one legal person and maybe they thwart them. Maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good job. And then um, ultimately uh, Cosmic Angels are clearing the ring out. And it's just Tam and Azumi, and Azumi's finding her ass off, but Tam ends up laying her out and then hitting the uh, uh, the Tiger suplex for the win. Um, very good match. Um, Tam talks about, you know, um, the match with Saya, talks about um, the Futures match, um, and talks about how, like, you know, they were at each other's throat, but, like, you know, they've calmed down, they're good now and everything, and they, they're all in good spirits, and... Then Saya talks about how she wants to be a triple champion because um, Mina gave her another shot at the uh, Futures belt and mm-hmm. she's going because she eliminated uh, Shuri after Shuri had to pull double duty um, with Utami early in the night at that semifinal for the uh, court, or the Cinderella tournament. She wants to face Shuri for the FWA belt. <laughs> And I was like, that's some shit you don't want, you never want to do. Yeah, just, just stay away from her. So, um, so this week, this weekend's past shows, that match was uh, one of the main events, I think. Uh, so I, I, I have to, I haven't seen, it, has, it hasn't been came up yet, but like, I can't wait because I remember uh, when they were doing that Unagi 7 series, uh, 7 singles uh, series or whatever else, the last match was Shuri and Shuri beat the dog shit out of this woman in and told her, you have potential, but you are far, far, far away. I remember so that. So you want to see like the progress she's made over since she's like kind of leveled up a bit. So like, match be more competitive, but don't get me wrong, like Shuri's going to beat the dog, beat the brakes off her and it's going to be a blast. She's one of the most entertaining like office of wrestlers we have. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, like, it looks like it hurts because it probably does. And she's so good. So, um, yeah, so, you know, after that, like, they're all hunky-dory and they, and they leave off or whatever else. And that was the show. Uh, you know, next week we'll give you the updates from uh, the, the shows we're talking about. And we'll be able to we'll be able to um, detail the, the level of whoopery that Trey puts, puts on uh, for Unagi. But, uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So, um, I think that is going to wrap up the show. So, before I go, I actually watched Boys in the Hood yesterday. Really? Yeah. And then today... It's like a 30th anniversary or something like that? I found out today Uh, it was the 30th anniversary. So, as we go off the air, I just want to say, R.I.P. Ricky. You want me to do read? You want me to do, like, close out reads and everything after that? (laughs) 
Yeah, are you really showing me his program from her film his obituary, his funeral <laughs> program? Is that really what you're doing? I have retweeted what I just showed James. Find it on my Twitter and enjoy the laugh. Gosh. Y'all know where to find everybody. We out. Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.